0: Do not take product if you are hypersensitive.
1: Oh, hey, Internet. Welcome back to the Intoxicated Podcast. This is the drinking comedy podcast that gets personal. And I'm your host, Sarah. And how is everybody doing I am dying a very slow death in my apartment. It is so ridiculously hot out. I seriously think I might die. Um, This might be the last episode that you hear from me, because I might very well die in my apartment from this fucking heat. We are in a second heat wave here in Halifax, and it is just absolutely insane, and I really hope it passes soon. But regardless, here we are with another episode of Intoxicated. This week's guest is Sid Kozatsky. I think I said that right. Sid, you know I have an issue pronouncing your name. I hope I nailed it. I did have to go back and listen to when we talked about this in the episode to make sure I was saying it right. But my pal Sid is on the podcast this week. Sid is the co-host of Brand New View Podcast. You might remember their episode on Intoxicated. Mark Boudreaux is continuing that podcast with Sid as his co-host now. And he was awesome enough to come by the studio and record. Sid is also a entrepreneur and... He is polyamorous. So this was the main subject this week. We talked a lot about relationships, how we make them work, how we learn to let go, how complementary lifestyles are so important to relationships, and how Sid has embraced polyamory at this point in his life. Listen, it's very interesting to me. Um, it's certainly not a life I think I could ever lead, but I find it a fascinating topic to talk about, and he was the perfect guy for it. So this is a good one, guys. Buckle on in for a lot of relationship talk. A lot of talk about dating and sex and all that fun stuff. A little bit of an announcement uh, in this intro of this episode. So I don't even really have a clever way of announcing this, but I'm actually the co-host of a brand new podcast all about dating with my friend Shannon, who is a intoxicated regular. She's done a bunch of episodes. She's done the live streams. She's one of my best friends. We decided to do a summer podcast all about dating. And the premise of this podcast is quite interesting. So let me explain it. Um, it is gonna be called Sarah and Shannon kiss some dudes. The whole point of the podcast is that me and Shannon want to get out there more in the dating world. We want to have motivation to date, and we're giving ourselves a little bit of a challenge. Um, We are going to try to kiss five guys by the end of the summer, which is the end of September. So we've already recorded, I think, three or four episodes. Episode one is actually out now. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Various apps for Android and iOS. As I'm recording this, I don't know if it's up on Google Play. I think it's still in the approval process, but it will be up there very, very soon. I'm going to link below to that so you can subscribe if you want to come with us on our journey of dating Shannon and I are coming from sort of different stages of life when it comes to dating. She is very much in the, I'm doing this for fun. I'm doing this for amusement. She's four or five months single. She is approaching it in a very fun and fresh way. Whereas I am very bitter and sick of being single and sick of men's bullshit. Um, but for me, this is really about putting myself out there and making a point to date around um, because I'm going to refuse to feel shitty and lonely. So cutting some old habits off and trying to meet new people and get out there is what it is for me. And Having a challenge and having sort of a creative project around that actually motivates me to do it. I know that that might seem a little bit weird and bizarre, but it is what it is. Uh, this is how I'm tackling it. And I think it is a fun podcast. We do talk a lot about all aspects of dating. In addition to talking about our dates, we do hope to also get listener questions as well to base episodes around. Please send those to me. You can even send them through intoxicated and just say that it's for kiss some dudes. And I will make sure that we answer those questions. You can also follow Kiss Some Dudes podcast on Instagram. I will link below to that as well. And yeah, stay tuned for more episodes of Saren Chan and Kiss Some Dudes. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I cannot wait to get some promo owed for that. I'm still working on it, but you will see it in the coming days, I promise. And of course... Kiss Some Dudes is my new baby, but it is not my main baby. Shannon is taking the helm on this. She is the one doing the editing and releasing the episodes every week. I will help with promo and stuff like that, but it is a lighter load on me so that I can still focus on Intoxicated because Intoxicated is my firstborn. So certainly not neglecting Intoxicated. It's still my number one don't worry. And speaking of which, do make sure you follow Intoxicated on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Links below to that. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast. That's so important. You might listen and not realize that you aren't subscribed. So make sure you hit subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. You can also leave Intoxicated a rating or review on iTunes. It's always very helpful. You can send me questions, feedback, and comments to intoxicatedpodcast at gmail.com. You can also check out the Intoxicated YouTube channel. There's video versions of episodes up on there. And there's more things coming down the pipeline. I actually have a plan to record a YouTube video video for just the YouTube channel. It's not going to be released in audio form, but... It's going to be a lot of fun and it's going to involve comedy. So I can't wait for you guys to see that in a couple weeks. And if you're really digging the show, there's two things you can do that are really helpful. And that is to check out Patreon. That is patreon.com/intoxicated. You sign up for a monthly donation and get some bonus content in return. And of course, another great way to show some love is to tell a friend. Like physically tell a friend. Text them, tell them in person. Um, send it in a new- I don't really care how you do it, but if you tell a friend, that's really going to help the show. I think that's it. I think I covered it all. I'm absolutely dying in here. I'm going to edit this intro, pop it in, and literally find the nearest air-conditioned place and just sit in there for the rest of the night. I honestly am dying. So I hope you guys enjoy this awesome episode with Sid. So we are rolling... Shit. Oh, Shit.
0: This is it. We're live?
1: We are, well, not live, but recording live, but not right. live on the internet like a live stream, yeah, yeah, which can- is what you you did come on one of my live streams once. Right. So you were, we're you walked alive. into that madness.
0: Crazy. What was it? 600 <laughs> viewers? Oh,
1: my God. I wish. <laughs> I, if only. If yeah. only. It was
0: fun. It was just a bunch of people hanging out, chatting. <laughs> and, um, yeah, medical people. Yeah. Brittany. Fun. I'm going to have Brittany on my
1: podcast. Oh. <gasps> Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. I love Brittany. She's funny. She is great.
2: She is. You guys,
1: I'm so honored and excited to be. And you're going to have to pronounce your last name because I can't. Give it a shot. It's Sid. Well, here, I have to actually see it.
2: Right? Yeah, yeah. To, you just try your best.
1: I, I had a speech impediment as a kid Um, and it's done me wrong.
0: Damn, from speech impediment to podcast host.
1: Kozatsky?
0: Kozatsky.
1: Kozatsky. Yeah. Sid Kozak-s- See. Yeah, don't you know what?
0: It's a hard Sit! name. Sid!
1: we're here with Sit.
0: Hey guys,
1: we're on a first name basis, okay? Yeah,
0: that's right.
1: You'll you'll be in the in the description as your full name, but audio wise, you're said. Yeah, it's okay. They don't <laughs> have to remember it
0: all at once. They'll get to know me.
1: It's a tough name to say. Yeah. What is it? Like what? Ah, uh, Polish. Polish. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Uh. Yeah.
0: Some people tell. Sometimes I tell people it's Russian. Whatever people guess, I'm usually like, Yeah.
2: How did you know? <laughs> and
0: I have never found any other Kazatskis in the world. Online, anyway. They don't exist online yet. Oh, wow. Just my family of Kazatskis.
1: Do you have a big family? Like, no. full of... No, it's just regular. It's yeah. a
0: regular family. Regular Not size. here to talk about my
1: family. Oh, no, yeah, we don't... It's
0: way too personal. Family
1: and work and politics, I think, are three <laughs> subjects. Well, actually, family sometimes, because I do like to, um, depending on who it is, get into, like, oh, how they grew up and, like... What that was like. Because, like, I'm the youngest. Right. I don't... Like, do you have siblings? Yeah. I have one yeah. older sister. One older. So, two? It's just yeah, you two? Just us two? And just so do. you're the baby.
2: Yeah. I'm, I'm the baby So,
1: too.
0: yeah. It works out for the baby. It gets... You get away with a lot more. That's
1: what I've yeah. been told. But well, I also grew up pretty strict. So also as a boy.
0: I think there's, like, a... A thing. It's definitely sexist where, like, I said my mom, and she's just like, oh, he's a
1: boy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, whatever.
1: We trust him. Yeah. <laughs> He'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's great, but welcome to the podcast, Thank finally. Thank you.
0: You, said, you don't talk about work, but you have a lot of comedians on, and you guys are definitely talking about work.
1: I guess we talk about their work, not my work, though.
0: Right. I leave
1: my work off, but I, we do talk about their work.
0: We were talking about your work before we started recording. We were. We got that out of the way. <laughs> Small talk
1: is done. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's it's not really a secret. I'm on the job hunt. My, my contract's ending. No, there's no hard feelings or anything. There's nothing against me. It's just the situation. Uh, so that's fun.
0: Yeah. Everybody listening, you love Sarah. You're Hire listening me. every week. You know what she's good at. You have leads. Send them.
1: Send, send them my way. Yeah, just email. And that's the interesting part about podcasting and kind of this podcast because...
2: Job hunting
1: is awkward Mm -hmm. because I'm like, do I talk about the podcast or do I not talk about the podcast? Because it's given me so many skills that Mm -hmm. I could easily like talk a lot about. But I guess it's on a job-to-job basis that I decide whether or not to talk about it. Because obviously they're going to look it up if I say that
2: i
0: Absolutely. You know what I mean?
1: So it's kind of one of those weird Mm -hmm. things. What happens when you Google your
0: name, though? What are they going to see? Are they going to find the podcast pretty much first page of Google searches?
1: Probably not if they googled my full name but if they knew the name of the podcast oh here we're gonna test it we're gonna test it yeah
0: well they're gonna know your full full name they're gonna google you right but they're also gonna find you on social media and your social media is all Uh, intoxicated podcast that's true so it doesn't pop up in the first few searches not on the first page but yeah then you click your Facebook and I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that's public about intoxicated
1: my actually my Facebook is highly curated okay yeah I have (laughs) I love how I'm just like giving away my secrets less than 10 minutes in. I'm like, <laughs> here's here's how I operate. But no, I have, um, most of my stuff isn't public. Right. Um, mo- most times you have to be my friend yeah. to see it. But that said, Instagram is public.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, I've dabbled back and forth with making that private yeah. or public. I go back, like sometimes I go back and forth. If I get a message from a creep, I'll make it private for a bit. <laughs>
0: it's hard though. You're a public figure <laughs> in Toxicated Podcast. So you either have to have almost like your public Instagram and then your private one just for friends where you talk about yeah, real that's true. weird stuff.
1: I do know a lot of people who have different Instagrams for different aspects mm-hmm. of their life. And I'm like, that's interesting, but that also seems very stressful to me it's a lot to curate all that lot. I'd rather like with me it's kind of like I'm just a mixed soup of all of this so what you see is what you get
0: yeah for <laughs> sure now I'm sure that anyone who's doing their due diligence is gonna figure out you got the podcast going anyway so I th-
1: I think it's a- in
0: interviews you talk about this different skills you have from the yeah. podcast
1: transferable skills um, yeah
0: yeah yeah and that you do some sober episodes too they yeah. might want to know
1: we sure do do sober episodes i will I, I, you lead us into my next question which is that we are drinking oh hey this evening you are drinking a propeller
0: stone fruit it's my warm-up beer it's mostly it's fruit
1: your, it's your warm-up beer
0: this is a hot summer day i just want something
1: fruity <laughs> Getting fruity, unintoxicated. I'm drinking my standard. It's very boring. I drink it almost in every episode. It's some uh, blue lobster vodka and soda. Can I give it a try? Yeah, absolutely.
0: I have germs. I
1: made it kind of a little bit strong. I was going to say
0: a little stronger. bit weak. Really? Figure I figured.
1: I am actually coming down from the pride plague. Ugh. I got sick a couple days ago. What the
0: heck? I just nope. tried your drink. I got okay. straw. Right.
1: You good. Um but it's 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 a weird sickness because it's not it's just a cough mm-hmm. and it's nothing else. Yeah. Like I don't feel feverish, I don't feel I feel fine otherwise, but I have this weird cough. So I might hack up along at some point. I do apologize. I will.
0: Me too. I will. I just had like a little gurgly cough on the way way. over here.
1: Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, I've had
0: it for like a month. I don't know why. I'm healthy. I'm doing great. Yeah. They just like have those little cough that came up.
1: It's very weird. Sometimes they'll sneak those in. It's
0: all the the secondhand smoke. All those smokers Uh, out there maybe are giving me a smoker's cough.
1: That could be it. I don't
0: know. Um, Not really. You're not allowed to smoke (laughs) anywhere anymore. So (laughs) probably not.
1: Who it does suck getting sick in the summer though. Yeah, it's the worst. Um, but you and I, we met actually kind of through Instagram, is how we connected, Instagram. right?
0: Yeah, I actually we met because I creeped you. I was just like <laughs> looking up fun local podcasts. Uh, yeah, and I just found yours and listened, and yeah, found um met actually a couple people through that. But yeah, awesome. I just reached out. I was like, hey, you have a lot of comedians on the show. I have had a lot of struggles and childhood issues. So, like, I'm pretty similar to most of your guests, Yay! probably. We're
1: all damaged. Yeah. Ding ding for being damaged. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: thing is, I don't get paid to talk about them publicly.
1: Not you know? yet. Right. But maybe soon. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you yeah. Never know. You never know. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I think we're uh, brand new. V- and also, the co host, the new co host. Of brand new view, brand new view podcast. podcast, which I love, and I just—you guys are just killing it. Cool. You're truly killing it, and it's so fucking awesome what you're doing. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's very like I don't know. Like I, I talked about this on mark's episode as well which is the idea of like when i look back at how i launched intoxicated i'm like what a fucking shit show (laughs) i didn't know what the fuck i was doing i didn't have anything planned out i was just like go spit it out into the world and i feel like the launch of a pod Mm. is so important and like brand new view did it so coolly like the branding's on point you stick with the branding it's very consistent and some things have changed because they do with a podcast they do you're gonna you're gonna reach a point where some things might evolve um but how are you liking being a co-host?
0: It's great. I mean, not as good as being a host. Oh,
1: you're so cool. you looking to, no, to kill you're Mark and take over entirely?
2: And I
0: jumped in and I took over Ben's spot. It was right. like a good transition because um, they both had the exact same voice, and it just didn't make sense. And they truly,
1: <laughs> it's
2: so bizarre. truly do. Yeah.
1: That is, you make such a good point because I remember so, yeah. when I hadn't met them in person. And then they were going to come on. I was like, fuck, how? who's who? Who's who? Like, I can't figure it out.
0: Yeah. When I was just first listening to the podcast, yeah, I assumed it was one person. And then there's like a <laughs> picture of two people. Like, what is going on here? Is one of them the
1: producer? It's
0: two people. But anyway, yeah, I jumped in. Um, stage two, kick Mark out, solo host, take over the show. This
1: is all a process, really, for you to take over our brand of view. And then the world.
0: And then the world. And I want to do universe. it ethically where people think it's their idea.
1: I like, oh my gosh, Yeah, giving away all your secrets.
0: I think you and I talked about you could potentially use a co-host. If you need a
1: co-host, <sighs> I would never take your show over, I promise.
0: <laughs>
2: I, I love you the co-host. You're
1: going to be like just the co-host of all the podcasts.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just
1: hop around each pod. Like. Why not? It is, there is an aspect to it that's interesting. I, uh... It's uh, I, I like the idea of having guest co-hosts mm-hmm. um, and I am going to be doing that more going forward. So cool. if there's somebody that I think this could be an interesting convo if I get this person on as mm. well, like a past guest, I would invite back and say, do you want to be a guest co-host? Mm. Kind of like Kelly Ripa, because uh, I truly just want to be Kelly Ripa. Oh, okay. except drunk and at nighttime.
0: I want to be Regis Philbin. Do you really? Yeah, regular and at nighttime.
1: Yeah, I just love talk show hosts. Yeah, like, I, I even as a kid, I was like, I want to be, I want to have my own show. Um, so I kind of have that now. So that's pretty cool. I get
0: it and look at the freaking crowd we got. We're in space right now. We're
1: in space. So in you, space. yeah, like you chose space. Is there a reason that you chose space? I told you you could go anywhere.
0: You chose. You said. Like, you said anywhere is like. Anywhere on the peninsula or like anywhere HRM? And then I was thought maybe you'd say anywhere in the world. And you said universe. I was like, oh shit, that just makes it easy. I was like, what are we gonna be? Like in a blueberry field? You <laughs> know, like in a poppy field. And he said universe. I'm like, oh yeah, just space. Just space in general.
1: Space works. I don't yeah. think we've been to space yet on the show. Whoa. So you're for the and actually it looks like we're kind of in a planet. In space, more so than just floating around in space. We
0: are, but we're we're at the top of a mountain, or we're pretty high up. We're pretty high up on this planet. We're
1: pretty high. Would you ever go to space? Yeah, of course. If if given the chance. Yeah, but like, what if, but you'd be risking like everything. You might not come back. I
0: wouldn't, just because it's like such a commitment. I'm like, yeah, let's go (laughs) to space for the day. I'll give you like a month. We'll get up there. We'll have some cool time Come down. But there's a commitment of like all the work up and like getting it. Even if it's just, like, as a tourist, I feel like there's just so much work to it. Yeah. I just like to do, like, yeah, get in space, be on the spaceship. But I like, like, change happening a lot. So I feel like it would get, I'm saying space might get a little monotonous.
1: It might get a little boring.
0: Yeah. Up there. It just happened. But
1: then when something would happen, it would be badass. Yeah. Like a meteor flies by you. Like that would be fucking crazy.
0: For sure. First encounter. Uh-huh. Some aliens.
1: Yeah. Speaking of aliens, people are looking to like, are they looking to like raid Area 51? Or like storm it. They're storming it. Area 51. In September. Did you hear uh, about to this? To free the alien? Apparently. Cool. They're looking to like just storm it and like go through security and shit.
0: Damn. That sounds dangerous. Yeah. And <laughs> stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very I wonder if that'll happen.
1: <laughs> but also, I'm like, I'm gonna watch this for closely. Sure. Sounds great. I, I, because I love the idea of aliens. Yeah. But anyways, I digress. Um, Sid, where did you grow up?
0: Winnipeg.
1: Winnipeg. Winnipeg. Yeah. Small town or like a bigger city?
0: Uh, like right in the heart of the city. Oh, nice. In Winnipeg. Very, very the nice. Your city kid. It's good. Yeah, I was there till I was 20. Moved around a bunch. Now I'm in what Halifax.
1: What brought that's, you here? That's pretty much my of all story. places.
0: Um, I was in the military for 10 years. I was a firefighter. All right. And yeah. So I was in Alberta for a bit, and then I got posted here. Uh, yeah, and that—that that was like three years ago. I was in Dartmouth and Truro, then I've been in Halifax almost two years, and it's been really good. It's You're a good it? city. It's just right.
1: It's just right. Yeah, I, yeah and I, it's hard for me to think about leaving the city.
2: Mm-hmm. Like
1: I, I understand why people leave, but it—and there's so many things I hate about Halifax. Like, don't get me wrong, but it's hard for me to think about leaving.
0: Yeah. And letting
1: go of it because it is kind of a small town city.
0: It really is. There's like pros and cons to it. For for me, mostly pros. I do like that. Whenever I'm out and about, I see people I know all the time. I like thought so. So, yeah, you could probably you have probably have the experience of of getting into the dating scene and being on the apps.
2: <laughs> you not only
0: run out of people, but then you see the same people and then they see you on dates and um so that can be like kind of sticky, but for the most part it's pretty cool. It's like you could be out on a date and like someone comes by and they're like, "Hey," and it's like, "Yeah, friend." See? Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> I actually
1: just had a date or not a date, a Tinder match. Message me and say, "Do you go to this particular Sobey's all the time?" And I was just like, "That's kind of creepy." Mm-hmm. And yes, I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't say that yet. But yeah. I was just like, <laughs> I was "Like that's a little creepy." I don't know, but yeah. I but I, I also get it because, like, if you recognize someone, I get it. Um, but yeah. it is a small town, yeah, small city for sure.
0: I say way creepier things to people on Tinder. Do you? really? like, uh, typically I can just plug their name into Facebook and like first ten that come up. they'll they'll show up because they're in Halifax and sometimes the first one that comes up and we'll have like 20 mutual friends I always find it weird when we don't and then I creep them and then I just say something creepy based on what I know about them Ah,
1: wow see I feel like girls creep and then they just keep that information right inside because we're too scared to say it right uh, for fear of being called crazy. Yeah, which is totally a thing with women. So
0: yeah, do guys do guys say that or do they just hint at it or?
1: No, I mean, but I mean, like, it, it's just I just think it's like a woman thing in general. Like mm-hmm. we're kind of socialized to just be a little more like chill, like passive. Let him come to you. Like mm. let him. Like, do you know what I mean? So so coming out the gate being, like I know your your aunt and your mom and I know you went to this town on this date and
2: yeah,
0: like yeah,
1: it's yeah. it's it is weird, but I one hundred percent. I Which feel like who, everyone's
0: just – everyone's like that guys or girls. But I feel like, yeah, guys will be like, um, like, I wish girls would, like, start a conversation. I wish they'd say something. And then when they do and they ask you a bunch of questions, you're like, oh, what's wrong with her? Why is she so needy? Why is she so needy?
1: Exactly. <laughs> uh, this is what I don't, I don't what say is. that. Basic
0: psychology can't help your thoughts. But yeah. you had a good Facebook post, I think, today. I was talking about, like – all Tinder guys' profiles talk about being adventurous and liking outdoors and yeah. drinking beer. I was like, really? All of them? They're all like putting profiles? Because on my end, girls don't have profiles.
1: They don't write bios?
0: <laughs> no, it's like twenty percent. I usually like swipe left on no profile. I'm like, you think this app is a joke, you're mocking it, screw you. I think those girls or think, they
1: think that they're too they're too attractive for a bio. Oh, Which you gotta yeah. admit those do exist. Mm-hmm. Those do exist. If yeah. you are very attractive and you have good, really good pictures, I think most people will swipe regardless of the lack of a buy-in. Totally, because the world is shallow, and that's just a fact of life.
0: Yeah, well, you can't help it. But I think if you're not on there just for, if you're just there for a booty call, yeah. then yes, put sexy pictures and that's it. But yeah. if you do potentially want more, if you do want a monogamous relationship, if you want to go on dates. I think it makes sense to put a bio. Otherwise, you're like, "Yeah, just go on a date with me based on my pictures." Excuse yeah. me. And um,
1: sounds are allowed because they involve drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that one soon, I think. <laughs> yeah, the bio I think is important. Even just like a quote or two sentences. Something,
1: yeah, it's, and and truly, what I meant by that status because I I think. A lot of times people misunderstand what I, what I mean when I make these kind of jokey statuses, but really what I meant was we all like those things or most people like those things. Yeah. So what I meant by that was it's okay if you want to put those things in, but put something else that's a little different that sticks out because I could probably show you right now. Like, we could probably swipe on 10 guys. And you'll see very similar things in the bios. Could we? Is. We're because looking cou- for an adventure. Yeah. I'm looking... I want to have beers. I love craft beer. I love... And then they'll list a lot of, like, adventure sports. <laughs> I love hiking and snowboarding and yeah. skiing. And, like, it, it's just very... Everything is very, like, outdoorsy adventure. Like, rah, rah, rah. Yeah. And so even... Like, I mean, I guess it really depends on the pictures, too. Like, if they're very attractive, I'll still swipe. But, <laughs> but it's... I like to see a little something different.
0: Totally, you know. I think a lot. It might just be this crazy coincidence that a lot of them don't know. Like, why would they know what other guys are saying? Because I don't think girls know what they're all doing. Yeah, what I see the same of is Ooh, a me. lot of profiles that say. I'm just looking for someone to be my dad's dog or my dog's dad. Oh, that's it's weird. It's like, I just wanted a father for my dogs. Or I'm just looking for someone to curl up on the couch and watch a good Netflix show with.
1: Netflix is another and one. I'm like, who, my doesn't, dog's dad. who doesn't watch Netflix? Like, yeah. That is That is the another one, I think, yeah. that I'm like, everyone likes Netflix. I don't think there's a human on this earth that has never watched it. Like, we get it. Netflix is just should just be a default thing there's no need to put that in there mm. you know what I mean which is which is why I'm grateful I have this because I do think it's different I'm like yeah I fucking host and produce podcasts, motherfucker yeah like that's different not every girl does that totally so.
0: be unique be yeah, something unique something
1: else people for whatever
0: reason there's like a very common factor is they'll have those balloons that have like their number like 32 <laughs> is like the first <laughs> so, then that's the balloon numbers I swear it's like one in ten. <laughs> have one of their pictures like celebrating the birthday with the balloon numbers i'm like i've never actually seen those in real life at anyone's birthday i've never seen them on any of my friends Facebook. why does every girl on tinder have the balloon numbers But there's so
1: many pictures of them and you're like the fifth guy friend to tell me that okay so so the balloon numbers are the female version of what i posted that's a common thing that you see right
0: yeah balloon numbers dog dad
1: dog dad
0: curl up on the couch um or no profile is like the most common. No
1: profile. Do you get a lot of like ones that are clearly fake profiles? Um
0: not a bunch. I'd say like 1 in 50 is definitely um for some kind of okay, sex work. Bad. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. it's not that bad. I'd yeah. say. Yeah.
1: Um So are you liking the Tinder? Are you li- are you enjoying the online dating?
0: I Love it. I met my wife on Tinder.
1: Oh, let's yeah. get... Can we get into this? Yeah. Okay, you met your wife on Tinder. You... What did you... So, did you talk for a while before going on a date? Or... Mm,
0: so, I was in Cold Lake, Alberta. northern Alberta. I was there with the military for six years. And for the first five, I was very single. It's like oil and gas town. A lot of guys. So, I was on Tinder. Um, As you are. Actually, uh, I'd come back from a trip and... Was with some friends from Toronto and we're traveling and I got back I was like so lonely in Cold Lake and one of my friends suggested Tinder she's like there's this like app it's like super popular get on it you'll meet so many people it's like six so I downloaded Tinder I swiped seven people um, and I was out of people for Cold Lake.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: And I was probably like I was definitely an early adopter, obviously, for the area, but I was, yeah, probably an earlier adopter. It was probably like the first year of Tinder, maybe. Shit. Um, yeah, and so then got back on it maybe the next year. And it was a bit better, but I I'd, I'd, I'd get on it when I was like going through Calgary and Edmonton. Right. So not much happened in Cold Lake. I never really dated there so much. A couple here and there, but yeah, I would like try to go on dates when I was in Calgary, but that was just for like I'd go for the weekend. So right. I didn't want to have some long distance relationships. So. Yeah,
1: that's no fun.
0: It uh, eventually led to maybe three years into Tinder. I don't even know. Um, this would have been, yeah, like five years ago now, 2014. Um, I got a match beautiful girl i was like oh cool it must have like been when i was driving through calgary or something um yeah and it's like cold lake and immediately I was like hi hello
2: hi, hi welcome hi. to tinder. Hi. Uh, let's talk please please yeah. talk to me it was
0: like not a great profile uh it was her first ever <laughs> She like gone through a breakup she was single for a month frank to got on tinder she created it it was just like probably with her facebook profile pictures it was like all group photos uh, nothing too good she did have a bio. I was just like, yeah, skiing, animals.
1: Um, it's like whatever. It's like, I like to ski. Animals are cool. Uh-huh, I Um puppy. Please date me, please. Yeah,
0: she's like, uh-huh. Like we chatted for a bit. I was like, hey, realer, realer. I was like, yeah, I should get your number in case Tinder collapses or something.
2: <gasps> Great line. Yeah.
1: Great. And I love that because I hate talking on Tinder for so long like I think it's like two days max and then you should move to another Mm -hmm. type of platform because sometimes you miss those notifications and that's not good yeah Yeah. you need need to get those notifications yeah so you chatted on there pretty quickly and then I was
0: just like I love to take you and show you my favorite place to get a beer in town. Ooh. Um she's like, cool. And so we did it we like pretty quick, like made it to first date. Um, you know, down the road she told me she's like so excited because she's like, whoa, there's a cool place in town to get beer. There's original Joe's, which is this like this chain that was just yeah, there's just not much. It's just like the sports bar in in, right. in town. She's like, "Oh, yeah, like the only place in town."
1: <laughs> yeah, what did you think? So many choices.
2: Yeah. And
1: was the first, what was the first date? Cuz I just recently went on a first date, and I found first dates are so bizarre. How like how was it? Like So here's my my main question is is like what's chemistry to you? Because for me, I can have a good conversation with anyone, mm-hmm. and it's so hard for me to be like Is there chemistry? Is there not? I don't know. I can get along with anyone. Hmm. And most times they friend zone me. So I don't fucking know.
0: (laughs) So. Yeah, you make friends. So do you. Yeah. What about a really shy person? Do you feel like if they just aren't. If they're
1: really shy, I probably wouldn't be attracted. Are you still able to
0: have, like, this energy and conversation with a super awkwardly shy person?
1: I guess there's different types of shy. So, like, so there's the, I think for me it's more are you a good, can you carry a convo? Can you talk? Are you passionate about things? Mm. Because if you, like, if you aren't, that's gonna be boring for me. Because I am. You know what I mean? So, I think if you're someone who's, like, maybe an introvert that, like, isn't so much out there, so much, but, like, As long as you can have a good conversation.
2: Absolutely. I would be
1: good. Yeah. But I'm an extrovert. So I'm usually drawn to extroverts or like performers. So comedians and musicians.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Looks don't matter.
0: (laughs) You're talking about people being superficial. Doesn't matter what they look like. Doesn't matter what they smell like. Doesn't matter if they have money. As long as they can perform and carry a conversation. Oh,
1: no physicality totally matters. But attraction to me is a very bizarre personal thing. Because I was thinking about it today and I was like, I think this is why I have issues with Tinder. Because I can look at someone, a picture of someone and say, yeah, you you look good. Mm. But it's not until I like talk to someone or like get a sense of their vibe that I really know if I'm attracted or not. Yeah. Because I feel like so much of it for me is like vibe and personality.
2: Totally. But looks
1: do matter.
0: Looks do matter. And they I figure, uh, people, so you're looking in the mirror all day. So you're seeing your face totally opposite. It's not a symmetrical face. So you don't even really know what you look like. Yes, that's so true. Whenever people post their favorite photo, I, I'm always like, that doesn't even look anything like you. You think that's what <laughs> you look like when you look good? So like people have this distorted view of how they look just yes. like you, you don't know what you sound like you hear yourself on radio for the first time you're like oh my god
2: yeah it's um, very bizarre so
0: people have like weird pictures so you don't really know exactly what they look like also they're often five years old and a lot changes in five years a lot can change. um yeah. yeah like i've creeped someone and then all of her facebook photos are from 2014 i'm like no those are the photos she's using on tinder she could be anybody now right? she could be three feet taller I three know. feet shorter that's
1: why you gotta keep updating them pics
0: but they're also like texting and stuff that's nothing that's just like people take a while to respond on they're saying anything it could be their friend they could be catfishing you it's just really not their personality at all so often i just say hey let's grab a beer that is my first line we don't talk and they're like uh sure i would love to have a beer where because then they don't know anything about me either i have a decent profile they've obviously swipe right because my pictures are good enough to swipe right exactly they're like second guessing now like "Uh, yeah yeah, and then they do and then you meet them and then comes figuring
2: out the chemistry
1: and that's where I, I find that it gets tricky for me because I I get I have so many situations where I'm like oh yeah I killed that and then it's just like nothing and I'm like I just don't get it mm. like I feel like I, I truly think a guy needs to scream in my face I like you <laughs> for me to like actually yeah. believe that he would like me so like
0: the first date ends it seems to have gone well he's like yeah I'll text you for sure. Or like what happens at the end that you feel like it's...
1: Normally it's like some kind of typical goodbye saying like...
0: Oh, I have food poisoning. I wish I could do this again. I got to go bye.
1: (laughs) Normally I say... Okay, well, here's here's my thing. I think that in this case of my most recent date, I was the one who asked him out and arranged the date. Right. Or like made the move, I guess. Yeah. And so I think it's now... In the guy's court to let me know if he wants to hang out again. Am I wrong in thinking that?
0: Yeah, totally wrong. <laughs> That's so sexist. Don't put that on us.
1: Well, I mean, I just, I I don't know.
0: No, totally those are... Um, it's yeah, one like, of those
1: things where, like, I'm down, but I don't know if I really want to, like set myself up to get rejected I think that that's probably what it is for sure whereas a first date like as long as you're chatting most people agree to a date mm-hmm.
2: but
1: second date that's a little different because if they're yeah. really not into it that's when you'll know you'll fucking know if they're really not into it and I take silence as a you ain't into it
0: mm. yeah I think so. no it's fine to not want to have to suffer that re- rejection and wait for somebody so um yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of cues probably to look for, but if you finish your first date and no one ever messages, I guess you can assume that neither party are interested, but that guy is going to assume that you're not interested either. That's true. Either. Yeah.
1: But there's interested, and then there's if he asked, I'd say yes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Do you know
1: what I mean? Like, yeah, it's,
2: of it's, course. It's
1: kind of I'm like It's not a no. But it's not a heck yes. So it's yeah. this awkward uh, middle ground. But dating's dating's weird. This yeah. is why this is why I don't do it. <laughs> it's very weird.
2: Yeah.
0: Um well if you're putting yourself out there so much going on a date and it's like yeah, I'd see this person again, then just put yourself out there a little more and like getting that rejection <laughs> after the first date probably sucks a lot more than getting rejection after like matching on Tinder. They're like, "Oh no, in second I don't want to see you." Uh, Cuz like sure. I match with a lot of people some people that i'm like Mm -hmm. oh i swiped right on you but i I don't really want to meet you there's so
1: many 3 a.m swipes (laughs) (laughs) don't swipe at 3 a.m it's not a good idea
0: yeah just go shopping on amazon instead
1: (laughs) yeah do that your credit card will not be happy with
0: that no (laughs) um yeah i feel like you just have to be a study of people and psychology and step outside of yourself to really be able to analyze maybe like i I think most people probably don't have the self-awareness to really know if they're making a fool of themselves or not
1: yeah true enough and we all we're all our worst critics too yeah so i think we all walk away from things over analyzing them a little too much Mm -hmm. um which is i'm certainly guilty of that um but back to your ex-wife wife i don't really know how to say it partner
0: yeah uh uh, emma emma
1: back to
2: emma
0: yeah yeah yeah. she's uh oh she's my wife um we are married and decided to change the dynamic from husband and wife to pals (laughs) she's like so how does divorce work and i looked into it i was like ah it's easy enough but like let's just wait a year because i mean we got we did it we got married let's just like I still get to save my wife.
2: <laughs> who they don't
0: sleep with. Right. <laughs>
1: That's so
0: Which is normal. Most people say my wife, and it's implied that they don't sleep with them anyway. <laughs> this is just like absolute. We know we're not gonna sleep together.
1: Yeah. But you had the first date. It obviously went well.
0: Yeah, the first date went well. She um she told this story recently. Um so we had a few couple beers. We played Big Buck Hunter and had our first kiss playing Big Buck, which was good. And what is then that? it's just like a this one where you shoot the deers.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's fun.
0: Um and then she had to work in the morning. And I don't I probably did too, but um I was like, yeah, let's split a cab. kind of opposite ways. But this is a story she told that um we cab back to her place. I was like, I'm gonna walk you to the door. And I got we got to the door. Um, I think I'm kissing her goodbye. The cab drove off and she's like, Oh no, your cab. And then supposedly I was like, Oh yeah, I told him he should go. Um, <laughs> that's what she said. Smooth
1: operator. I feel like it's
0: not that smooth. It's like, Oh yeah, I told the cab to go. So I have to stay at your place.
2: <laughs> that's pretty
0: but that's what she remembers. And.
2: Wow. She actually
0: has a photographic memory, which is like, there's some pros and cons to that in a relationship, but mm-hmm. I just have to trust her. Um, yeah, and so just like stayed over and cuddled. Oh,
1: that's fine. Yeah, I like to cuddle. And then how long did you, how long were you together before you got married?
0: Uh, almost four years.
1: Four years. Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. It yeah. was
0: like, we saw each other every single day after that. Right. And I would stay at one oh, of Oh, really? House. After the first date? Yeah. Really? Yeah.
1: Really? I mean, every we, day? We also
0: like didn't have any. So I had like chosen not to really make a life in Cold Lake. I was like a firefighter. I'd work a second job waiting tables, third job bartending, fourth job bouncing. I would just like work, not go out, not have a life because I didn't have people there I ever clicked with that were I wanted to be friends with. So right. then I would just, because also I was a firefighter, every other month I'd get two weeks off. Paid, So I was like, I can't even afford to leave Cold Lake. So all I would do in Cold Lake is work. And then I'd have amazing vacations like five, six, seven times a year. Um, So I never had a life there. And it was kind of like, it's kind of a bit of a downer. But then also now I'm like more well-traveled and adventurous, right. I think, than some people. Whereas if I lived in a city, I would just be in a ton of debt and... Have a big beer again. So that was cool. But yeah, we didn't have like great friends there, people we loved. Like Cold Lake wasn't the place for either of us. Right. And so yeah, we hung out every day. Moved in together after five months. Um got a place together. That's insane. That's so yeah. fast. Yeah. Like immediately we never split costs for anything. It was ever like, oh, my turn, your turn, my turn, your turn. Oh, like how much did this cost? How much? It was just like we we just like, it'll eventually even out. And honestly, after five years. She might owe me 50 grand. I don't know, but I'm probably, I'm probably even out. i probably even out. I'm just, yeah, we, um, so I think all of grand, that was no just like deal. easy. We're very just chill, non-confrontational people. She'll never yell. So yeah, it was great. Worked out. We, Did you fight as a couple? Never. Not one time.
1: What? Really? Yeah. Bicker?
0: Uh, no. And with the right partner or the wrong partner, I would definitely, but she is someone that just won't, this doesn't get like that. Really? Which is great, which is perfect for me. And this is why I could always have her around just in my huh. space. Because I just don't need that. It huh. doesn't work for me. I yeah, I don't I, I don't want to come home and have someone ask me about my day. What did you do? How are you doing? And oh my gosh, you didn't take out that garbage. Uh, none of that. I just like somebody super chill and we'll have cool conversations when they come up and we'll go do fun things together right. and not shit on each other. Interesting. And not have small talk
1: interesting oh yeah well small small talk is and when
0: you don't have small talk with a partner like you can run out of things to talk about i feel like people like have a lot of yeah like general conversations and talk about their day and i just never ever have cared to talk about my day or like tell a story more than once Of i've told a story to a friend and then like later i'm like yeah remember this so she's like no you never told me that story i was like oh well i'm not going to because i already did (laughs) (laughs) just like it kind of like never
1: tell a story more than once
2: interesting
0: yeah and like I mean that's not a rule, but like when you're asking me about, yeah, where are you born and blah blah. blah. I was like, I've been on a couple of podcasts now. I've told my story. Right. Like I think we just we're gonna t- talk about whole new stuff.
1: Hundred percent. Because
0: otherwise, I'm bored, even if people want to hear it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no generic bullshit. Yeah. Um. So, so you're not separated.
0: Yeah, technically, we're separated. I guess technically, yeah. So sh- we moved to. Nova Scotia. We moved around a bit. Um, she got a really cool job in Calgary, um, which is maybe going to be temporary. Uh, yeah. And we, I stayed in Halifax. I was still firefighting the military, and I started a business here. Um, so we're like, okay, we'll figure out being long distance. I'll leave the military. I'll eventually work it, so I'll be like more online with my business. I'll be there more. We'll figure out where we live in the next year. Right. Anyway, we'll figure it out. So yeah, she yeah, moved yeah. away a month before the wedding, um, which was last August and yeah so the whole first year of our marriage well definitely the whole first year of our marriage we haven't reached the full first year yet but um our whole marriage would be long distance Mm -hmm. so
1: that is and what are you like in a long distance relationship do you do the sexting thing or the phone sex no no nah really
0: Nice jerk off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Honesty. Uh, yeah. Uh, we don't- I'm just curious because that's really long distance. That's not like, yeah. that's not like, like, oh, we can take a weekend up. Like, that's no, far. Long distance. That's far away. So how the heck did you guys manage Yeah, that? like,
0: when you have that new relationship energy with anyone, with a friend, with someone you you like, whatever, there's just like so much you get from that. So early in a relationship, when I'd leave, it'd be like, oh my gosh, I miss you. Oh, let's talk on the phone. Which we, we both hate talking on the phone. Like, yes. yeah, but okay, we'll do it. And then like I would like send her videos, and we like do stuff for each other to show we cared. But then eventually, it's like ah, such a chore.
2: Right. Oh,
0: okay, I gotta call. And if you don't, don't like talking on life. the phone, you're fucked. No, like, yeah, I exactly. think you're
1: fucked if you don't. I personally love talking on the phone. I think some of the more interesting conversations you can have. And the reason is I had a friend who said it recently on an episode, actually. This is like, we're here hanging out in my living room. So if things get stagnant in the conversation, we can look at stuff and point things out. And you know what I mean? Whereas when you're on the phone with someone, you don't really have that. Mm -hmm. So you kind of do have to like dive into like topics and like Mm -hmm. subjects. (laughs) And it kind of forces you to have... A more in-depth convo which yeah. is interesting but i know like not everyone's a phone person i love it though i fucking mm. love let's bring back the phone convo do you not remember when you were kids and you would you talk to your friends on the phone as kids
0: didn't like it wasn't no- my thing
1: really no phone so you were always just an in-person dude yeah let's get together let's yeah i
0: need to see me to smell you yeah yeah <laughs>
1: So, let's isolate that club <laughs> yeah it was always like an
0: awkward thing for me the phone and it was tough yeah at the end of a relationship we're just like talking about our day and shit which is something like that we're never into doing it's like yeah this is what i'm doing with my business this is what i'm doing with my career this is well it's like okay neither of us care okay i'll talk to you tomorrow yeah or i get whatever. that it's
1: kind of like when you're in a group chat with friends mm-hmm. and all they talk about is work or like their coworkers, or ugh. And it's just like a
0: I'm definitely not in those group chats and I think you should get out of them because they're definitely not healthy. I've <laughs>
1: muted most. I've <laughs> muted most of them because because of that reason. Yeah. The negativity in them.
0: Yeah. People and it's just vent,
1: complaining about work. I but
0: know. yeah, that's never something like we did too much either. I have definitely a lot of friends that it can get a little draining. I'm just used to, yeah, wanting to always look at the positive. Just makes it so much easier. Right. I feel like, I mean, I just don't have that much to vent about. There's just like, Maybe just from listening to so many people vent, I feel like everyone just has a much shittier <laughs> life. <laughs> so you
1: don't even, yeah, you don't seem like you're at all negative. You are a grand optimist.
0: Yeah, my life is perfect. Is only getting better. So really nothing to complain about. It can't be perfect. No, if it was perfect, it would be terrible. So if it was it's perfect, better you, than perfect, because it's not actually perfect.
1: If if it was perfect, you wouldn't be on this podcast. No, it needs to
0: have some lows. Need to have like. Some lows to get to the highs for sure. You need to fail. You need to have some struggles. Uh, but that is what makes it good.
1: That's what makes it good. And that and that, that's what makes me trust people. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can take advice from someone who hasn't had struggle.
2: Mm-hmm. I
1: don't trust them.
2: Yeah.
1: Like someone who's just been given everything or has like, quote unquote, lucked out. For whatever reason in life, I'm just like, I don't know if I trust you.
0: Yeah. I know it's weird to think about, but maybe those people have had similar struggles. It's just so relative because their life is being so fluffy and easy, like the littlest things are such a big deal to them.
1: That's actually very true, too. And And also, I might not know the struggles because maybe they're putting on a persona that isn't what I'm seeing at all.
0: People with easy lives definitely have huge struggles. I feel like no matter where everyone has, I don't know, maybe equal relative struggles. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, that's something I've certainly learned during the show because if if I ask someone to come on and if, if I... Ask them to come on based on what I know of them online. I'm like, let's dig deep into this. Like, what? How are you fucked up? <laughs> like, yeah. I like that. I think that that's so much more compelling. Yeah. Because social media is quite weird in that we are constantly comparing ourselves to influencers who have this very curated, pretty life. And it's it's hard. Like, if, if you are someone who wants to be happy and you're yeah. seeing that yeah. and you think, how the fuck are these bitches on vacation every day? Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. How if I if I was ever given that privilege, I would fucking document the journey to get to there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. like the the how did how did I do it? Yeah. Well, how do you do it? like, people are often
0: often just showing highlights. Like when I was in Cold yes. Lake, I was talking about how I really had nothing going on, but, like, I would just show my highlights. And I had yeah. people who were, like, in these big cities that had amazing lives, and all these friends who were traveling to do cool stuff, but they just saw the highlights. They were like, man, you have the most amazing life. You seems like you have the funnest life. I'm just, like, sitting there all day watching Netflix,
1: <laughs> waiting for next Right? Month. Isn't that... That's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's smoke and mirrors. Yeah, totally. It's totally smoke and mirrors. Yeah. So don't take social media seriously, but also use it, because I think it's good for some things. Yeah. I, I do think, like, it has its... Good sides, for yeah. sure. Like, connecting people. Like, you and I would not be here today, if right. not for Instagram. Totally. So, like, there's... I wouldn't even exist. This...
2: You... <laughs> really?
1: Instagram goes down, Sid. <laughs> Every time Instagram crashes, Sid also friends. crashes. <laughs> you no
2: just friends. turn off, you're like... Mm. Somebody look at me! Like me! Have
1: you always been big into, like, social media and that whole world? Like, mm. content...
0: I was like way back. So, yeah, like I moved to Cold Lake. So, before that, I was like definitely on Facebook a lot. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was just like a huge way to keep in touch and get closer with people who are far away and share my life. Right. So, social media was really big for that for a long time. Eventually got to the point where I was just like, I had a lot of life going on social media was becoming a little more toxic it wasn't like what it used to be um for me and so yeah i just kind of like drifted off of it eventually it was just not so much on social media And people thought i wasn't doing cool stuff anymore but it's because i was doing such cool stuff you were I doing the opposite busy for social media yeah. and then i had to get back into it for business So now it did end up sucking me back in. And I'm happy to be back. Like, I spent a good year of, like, really focusing just, like, doing business stuff on social media. And then it kind of, like, eventually sucked me in. where I'm like, yeah, this this is pretty cool.
1: That's the tricky part is when you do sort of have to do it for whatever you're doing, whether that be a business or podcast or side hustle or, like, any Mm. creative project. Like, you might want to take that social media break, but you really kind of can't yeah. if you want to maintain what you're doing and keep it growing you can't really do that um mind you that's the glory of having a personal instagram like if i ever wanted to just deactivate my instagram i could yeah and i would just post from intoxicated but um social media breaks are needed sometimes mm. i think like every now and then i'm like ah, i kind of want to deactivate it all yeah. get rid of that, all of it oh
0: yeah for sure it feels it feels good it's like you I mean, you just, you just find other stuff to focus on, but yeah, it can be really distracting. Big yeah.
1: time—that's the right word for it. It's distracting.
0: Now I'm just like all over the place because it's like, yeah, okay, I, <laughs> I need my distractions. I'm like I'm looking my, like, great, I have Instagram, I have Facebook, I have Hinge and Tinder and Bumble, and like those are. Social media is too. Yes, Hinge
1: and Bumble. Yeah. What's your favorite dating app?
0: Tinder. Always Tinder. Really? Oh, yeah, I love That's it. That's the
1: one. And have you had, like, the most, like, amount of matches and dates on there?
0: Well, I met or... my wife on Tinder. But, yeah, Those... there's just way more people on Tinder. Yeah. Um, Like, whenever I end up in a conversation on Bumble or Hinge or something, I'm, like, shocked that it's happening. But I did go on a Bumble date. Um. Yeah, I just feel like there's fewer people, but there's just people of different interests on all three, right. and there's also then people who just are on all three. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just am looking to meet all kinds of different people, all so kinds.
1: People. And you're you're just friends with your wife now, yeah. Uh, but your pals, you're good, yeah. Um, are you someone who's looking for a monogamous situation? No, no, I'm not okay. I did
0: that for the first time in my life, and man, I was good at it. I was. Like, <laughs> shitty husband obviously that didn't last but it was a great monogamous partner um it ran its solid course, course. of yeah almost five years I'm like it seems so surreal because I've never really had any serious relationship before and I hear about all these people that have, keep having these two-year relationships yeah and yeah so it was Two like it's pretty surreal for me to just like that this is a thing that was happening when I got into this serious relationship for the first time of my life and then yeah it was great when it was successful right and um not something i'm looking for again but i also wasn't necessarily looking for that at the time i always thought maybe i'd just be single i have really amazing friends i have beautiful relationships with a lot of female and male friends but you know i feel like a good friendship can be romantic there's so much more to it Mm. that you just classify as friendship so i always got a lot of what i needed um i felt but i guess what was missing i never really had like uh, too much amazing, meaningful sex. I felt I real. didn't realize a lot later. Like one night stands weren't f- that fun because I didn't like actually have a connection with the person. So I discovered That's that. Why a I later. hate them too.
1: Yeah, with- I feel like I feel like one night stands. I mean, sometimes I think that there can be one off situations where it really like you really click and it's actually good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like some build up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I would actually much prefer to flirt the fuck out of someone yeah. for like two weeks and build up some tension there. Totally. Like, I think that that is so... And I think that's also a little more mature, I think. I think early 20s, like, you're just like, I just want to fuck. I just, you know, like, come on, like,
2: mm-hmm. let's go. Yeah, yeah,
1: But at this point, I'm like, there's no fun in that. And I, I've i been known. my friends make fun of me all the time. They're like, Sarah you like sexual tension more than you like sex. And I'm like, you're fucking right. A hundred percent. Yeah. I've had so many situations where it's very intense and erotic. And it's because we haven't banged. Mm-hmm. It's because there's always this like energy
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I fucking love it so much. And then sometimes the sex happens and you're like, okay, it's gone now. Mm-hmm. It's The mystery is gone and it's no fun anymore, yeah. which is very interesting.
0: Yeah, I do like a good build-up. I'm like a fifth, sixth date guy. Why not? That's good. That's a good number. Or a second date guy. (laughs) Or a first date guy if it happens. But, like, yeah, I've definitely, yeah, good sex I've had is from having a connection, just feeling a passion for someone. And then also, yeah, the build-up is amazing. Just sucks if it's, like, a few weeks of build-up and then is bad sex that does happen
1: that can happen and it's, it's so weird because then other times you can have a one-night stand it can be great it's so tricky you just never know mm-hmm. um but i think what's important is is like talking openly about what you want so if you know it's going in that direction like let's fucking talk about what we want in bed because then you'll know what to do mm-hmm. ahead of time. <laughs> do you know what i mean but i mean i know that's not always like okay so bdsm check like, you know, it's not like a checklist or anything, totally. but I think a conversation happening beforehand makes it better.
0: Yeah. I was actually talking about that with someone recently, like, it was our second date. We had a really great big beach day and ended up kissing on the beach. Oh, and
1: that's
2: nice. It was like
0: a lot of buildup and I didn't know that how sexual of a person she really was. Um, And there was like, it was on a rock and it was very uncomfortable. She was like, "We just go back to my place. I was like, yeah, okay. And then like, just, yeah, uh, hung out on the couch and just like chatted and we're just like going deep into like sex and relationships and also this was a sober date which is
1: nice pretty cool
0: i feel like that's kind of rare for a lot of people We're just like be, having yeah. a first and second date to be like totally sober and like have sex and so that yeah. was exciting um yeah but we we're like talking about analyzing sex and that. it just it very rarely happens before the first time you ever do it yeah. i kind of was want to be like is there anything that like I touch this or I do this and it's over for you?
1: Right. Are there any no's? Um, what are your no's? Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Because yeah. I yeah. have
0: found all oh, it's crazy how different people are men and women but... From my big research and surveying I've done, it seems like women have more differences in terms of like erogenous zones and sensitivity yes. where it's so crazy. Like some girls you can make them come just by like licking their nipples and some girls don't even want you to touch their boob. I know. Like you hate it. There's and so many
1: nuances. It's yeah. yeah,
0: it's just like so many different little things. Some people are like you lick the ear and they're gonna puke. Some people are like if you don't put your tongue in my ear, I can't come. So it's just like so different. And it's That's like it. yeah. So like with being with Emma for so long, I'm like okay, I've perfected all of these things that she likes, and then I just start trying <laughs> them now on people, and they're like, like
2: this ain't me. As, as long as you can
0: read body language, I feel like people aren't gonna just don't people just don't say things the first few times unless they get to know you. But you can just like tell. You can just tell,
1: unless you happen to meet someone who is extreme. Like I had a situation where I slept with someone, and we were both just very open people, mm-hmm. and like it was just it was talked about beforehand. Um, but that's that's rare.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: rare for that to happen on the. You're right, like a first date or like the first time hanging out alone
2: it's yeah i was so fun
0: trying to hook up with someone recently it didn't really happen and she was like she was like grab my and squeeze. it was like holding and squeezing it so hard it's like holding it like <gasps> it. she's like she's like eventually she's like yeah, is this too hard or i it i was like i was like oh my gosh i'm glad we're talking about this um yeah no, no, none of, none of that is good
1: none of what you're doing <laughs> yeah. right now is good
0: yeah so just, like, spit on your hand.
2: <laughs> well, <I> mean, <laughs> Rub it I think, up and down. I think
1: everyone should be um, more communicative. Yeah. Uh, but it is hard. When you might not be that comfortable with somebody, with a casual sex situation, it can be tough mm-hmm. to be that, like, but I think men and women, yeah. both, both should be way more communicative about, like, I don't like what you're doing, do this. And I might not always go to the, I don't like what you're doing. Right, I might go to the, I really like if you do this and stuff. Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, some people, like, don't like to give oral. So I won't be like, yeah, suck my dick. Because it's not necessarily that important as long as we're having, like, a good intimate moment. some people. Though, but I feel like, yeah, something is important. So I feel like, but if someone is going on down on you, yeah, it's okay to say, like... Like an inch to the right. Like you're nowhere near. Like <laughs> move your tongue like this or slower or gentler, which is like
1: or more show important them. for women. Show them.
0: Right. Totally. Like maybe
1: not necessarily say it, but do it. Yeah. Which I'm a big fan of because yeah. it feels less awkward. I don't know.
0: Or people that like can't with their body language, like you're going down towards someone and they kind of like pull you up. Right it's good enough it's like okay um, I think some people have some I don't know stigma around their genitals because I've had a partner that doesn't like to go down on them I think there's yeah. something like that doesn't taste good down there I've heard that's a big thing right. and so they're like oh I don't want someone down there or, yeah. yeah
1: I think that's do you think that that's more with women than men
0: yeah I've only really heard it with women
1: <laughs> yeah like I don't think I've ever had a guy be like no do <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah like more so, I'm like.
1: If you're a guy listening and you don't like blowjobs, please direct message me. I won't expose your identity. I'm just very curious because I've yet to to encounter a guy who's like, I don't like blowjobs.
0: Yeah, I like good blowjobs. I like, you know, watching a good porn blowjob. But um, I feel like I don't really get. Good blowjobs.
1: Oh, see, I've heard this from so many guys. Girls
0: can like suck my dick for an hour, and like I, I often won't stop them. Like, if you really like sucking dick that much, who am I gonna s- to stop you? Yeah. But it's like if, you, like, you can't make me come like that. It's just like there's just like the right pressure and motion from a good wet hand. Where, yeah, like yeah. I found most girls can't get give that with a blowjob, and I've definitely given instructions, but it's just. Yeah, it's a lot of, I don't, you don't want to make people feel bad, and then also it's like it's okay if you can't do it,
1: right? Okay, so well, one thing I I want to touch on with the blowjob thing is I think that there's an expectation on women, and I think that this is something men do a lot, which is the deep throating and pushing deeper, mm-hmm. and that's something that I think, I yeah yeah, it's not for every girl. Some girls. If you listen, if you can do it, but like I know that I've had trauma with that, like where it was done without my consent, and yeah. it's scary. It you're literally choking sometimes, <laughs> whereas you know you like men don't really have that. You're just licking something. Um, there's not anything going hitting your throat, like <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Not usually. So, not usually.
1: <laughs> not usually. But I think that that's something that is interesting. How so many men just go to the I'm just going to force her head deeper. And I think that's something you got to talk about beforehand. 100%. Or or ease into it.
0: Yeah, that's like a violent act. That's like slapping someone in the face or like spanking even. You start gentle. Like you You just give it a good tap and your partner will let you know if they want it harder, daddy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Daddy. <laughs> we
1: got a daddy on this episode. Damn.
0: i la- I actually prefer dad. <laughs> Have, has
1: a girl ever called you that during? No. Last week's episode we talked no. about this.
0: I haven't, like, since I was, like, 19 used, like, babe and baby in relationships, which is great. Like, we've never used those pet names once with Emma, and I don't really, like, no, with, like, other people I'm dating, but, yeah, like, during sex, people often are, like, baby. Who's yeah. Baby. But never dad. They're never, like, oh, dad.
1: Yeah, it's very weird. Yeah, it is That would, that
0: yeah
1: (laughs) oh it's a bad way way to announce a pregnancy
2: yeah (laughs) can you imagine Uh, yeah Yeah.
1: surprise
0: um but yeah there's a good way to do it so um yeah if if you want someone to go deeper you're too shy to say it verbally yeah you definitely don't grab i'm too shy to say it so i'm just gonna attack you with my hand but I, i feel like guys should should learn that young i feel like anyone who's having sex should know not to force someone's head that hasn't consented but yeah you can like put your hand on their face and their head and like you know like squeeze the hair and show you're enjoying it and if a every now and then a partner will like take your hand and like pull it like some girls do know that's what guys like and they do have the capacity to do that or do enjoy doing that and um i have been with a girl before who i've like Helped get to that point Where she's like I don't think I can But like really wanted to And then like eventually could and does it on her own And then does like To have her head pushed in a bit Because she knows It's like a sexual thing we're doing If
1: you can ease into it All the fucking time. Totally
0: But then you can also say like Can you go deep It's probably typically Not like a If it's someone that you want to see consistently It's probably Not It just depends on the person But it's probably not like a first Sex kind of thing It's like yeah You're getting your first blowjob From this person (laughs) You see what happens You think But Yeah
1: You'd think it wouldn't be a first-time sex thing. Yeah. In my experience, always.
0: Yeah. A yeah. first-time
1: sex thing. But I get it. It feels good. I, under- I also understand the animalistic nature of sex and that when we are in that moment, we are in an animalistic state. So we are focusing on pleasure and what feels good. And sometimes you can get carried away. Like yeah it, it fucking
0: well, happens well that's what porn is so that's what we've been watching since we were babies of like, babies that's the only way the blowjobs are good is if they're sloppy and they're spit everywhere and the girl is puking she should vomit on you yeah. and it should seem like you're raping her yeah like, that is what porn is ideally she's related to you not by blood but like a second cousin <laughs> hopefully a stepsister that is what good sex is according to porn. um and she's your property yeah according to porn But I guess I'm just, like, a stand-up guy. Like, yeah, I find that porn super sexy. But I'm like, yeah, it's only fantasy. I'm not going to rape someone in real life.
1: Right. You watch it to get away from the real
0: life. Yeah. 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 I don't know why uh, guys like that disturbing porn of stuff that they shouldn't be doing where girls are, like, pretending like they don't enjoy it. Right. Or, um... Or do just like crazy and do it like that kind of sex is good if that's like what you want to do. But I feel like it sucks because it's also conditioned guys to think that's what good sex is. And I honestly like to make love.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's fun sometimes. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, ding, ding.
0: There's no good make love porn that I ever uh, watched.
1: Well, there's actually like a lot of porn out there that's kind of, and it, it sucks that it is this way, but it's more, you, you can find it like under like categories like porn for women, yeah. which I'm like. Not only women like that porn, guys can like, like a romantic slower porn. I cannot.
0: I cannot. There has to be puke and stepsisters. But in real life, I don't, I don't need that.
1: Really? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Like my real life sex is good. There's definitely some like good clips that could be porn worthy, but a lot of it, I really like to be like intimate and having like your bodies touching and like being close and kissing, which I don't. It's not something I'm jerking off to. I did when I was younger, like showcase Shoe Diaries, like the late night um
2: Oh, Shoe
0: Diaries. Yes. Yeah, that was like uh-huh. some sexy stuff. Um but yeah, like other otherwise that
1: Is there any weird things that not nope. okay. I phrased that incorrectly. Is there anything that's a little different that you're into sex wise?
0: Um yeah, like not doing rape I'm not doing rape stuff. <gasps> um Jeez, oh, let's loop back. It'll come to you. Are me. you like? Are I'm you just, more?
1: Are you kind of more dominant, submissive, or both? I am definitely or... dominant.
0: Um, I always say like, yeah, I love like to switch roles. I love to have a girl like take charge and get on top. But then often I'm like, yeah, I like to. I like to be dominant, and dom- I've yeah. found that I think I I've almost exclusively attracted women who prefer that that role. Yeah, um, more of a
2: sub role. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah which is great. I used to be like really a lot bigger and more muscular when I was like working out a lot as a firefighter. So I think I attracted girls who really wanted that. What um, I've learned from like not working out for five years now and like going down to like more of a, just like a natural looking person. Like, man, the girls that I attracted with like that kind of physique were just not the types of girls I'd be into. Like the types of girls I'm into are like more attracted to someone who's just like, Not going to the gym.
1: So what's what's okay? Two questions, and they might be the same answer. But what? Who do you attract? What types of girls do you attract, and what are you attracted to? Um, and this can be looks, personality, a combo of everything. I
0: don't know what types of girls I attract. Honestly, I feel it is a mix. I do attract like I consider myself more risk. I uh, have a high risk tolerance. I do a lot of stupid stuff. I get in trouble. I'm more street smart and um, adventurous. Um, but I'll attract a lot of people who are more smart, Like my partner, Emma, was like ex- extremely book smart type of person. Just like generalizing uh, personalities in this way. But yeah, I attract like a lot of more um, tame people who want to be around that adventurous personality. But then also I, I do attract some crazy wild people. Yeah. I don't know which ones like, I end up. Being more into, I You know what? I, I like the diversity. I like to have a variety of people yeah. in my life. I think it made sense for me to have my rock be this very intelligent, calm personality who kind can just be in my out. space and not take up space and even me out. And like, I learned a lot from her. Yeah. And we did that for four years where we taught each other so much. And she brought me to this maturity level that I'm now ready for the next ah. thing. And so is she. And we both... You no, know, near the end, could picture somebody who's better for the other person. Right? Yeah, she she needs she needs a nerd now. She needs a scientist.
1: That's so. It's so cool to me that you guys like were together and you had this nice relationship and you and you mutually agreed to be friends for a bit. Yeah. And, and kind of naturally separate and live some life apart. Yeah. Uh, and now you're supporting each other mm. and still living your individual lives. Totally. That's very cool and like you're lucky for that because not all like separations go that smooth yeah where I, you're like buds with the person and still on the person and
0: i am lucky for it you know what i think it's my privileged lifestyle that has had no trauma ever that i am just this easygoing person that's attracted another easygoing person and life is easy and this is how we end relationships non-confrontationally um honestly i i think it is some of that like i we're just like i just have an extremely positive outlook i yeah. don't want anything bad to happen for anyone um, I just w- couldn't have been with a partner that could end in a toxic way. I just don't think it would have lasted more than, a, you know, a month. And it never right. has for me to actually have ended up being so close with a partner yeah. that could end negatively. Huh. And I never cheated on her. Right. We were never cruel. We were never unfaithful. We just grew so much together. We helped each other grow. We moved apart and then we grew separately. Um yeah, I right. love talking about it. It was really hard at first. It was tedious because I wanted to tell people directly this is what happened. I actually went around. And I told Emma's family what happened because um, I wanted to show like, oh, no, this is ending. Well, this is mutual. I want to be a part of you guys lives like nothing m- too big is changing. Right. Um, but I really wanted to control the narrative because people hear ex-wife and they're like, oh, my gosh. Right. But I don't even say ex-wife. This is my wife versus Emma. Um,
1: are you open about this on dates? Like do you tell people? Yeah, dates? it's in my Tinder profile. Oh, it's in the Tinder yeah, profile. Something Can like, I see your Tinder profile though? Yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. I think I just changed it. Oh, I might have just deleted that part. Um but we what love like, a
1: Tinder Takeover on this show.
0: Cool. What I like talking to people about is that um honestly. Nobody gave us the advice. Like when things were not working out at the well, well at the end. Everyone just said you need to work on it. It's hard work. It's not easy to be in a relationship. Like it takes tough work. This is like when you should be seeing a marriage counselor. You know, it's it's a struggle. No one was like, You guys know that you don't have to stay together. Nobody said that. Right. And that was the advice. And so now I like talking to people about it. It's like and people are still like, Why did you get married? Like, you know you're supposed to put work in. Um like No, like we did the right thing. We're honoring our vows of loving and supporting each other. Better than we could have if we stayed married. True. Um,
1: True enough. Yeah.
0: I just want to see if it's still in I there. don't think it is. Okay, I just changed it <laughs> yesterday. And I always have a proofread my, my profiles. But I said something like, I met my ex-wife and current best friend on Tinder Aww. five years ago. Now I'm back. Um, back not looking south. for wife number two, but um, hey, who knows?
1: So, Art, do you think you're going to try the poly thing? Yeah. You know what? I, I suppose... I've always
0: been a polyamorous person. Like I talked about, I have like deep loving connections with friends. I have a lot of love to give more than one person can handle. I was smothered with love, but I always had these amazing, beautiful female friends before I met her that you trusted that I could always continue to be around right. in a very intimate um, way and share affection that I was always able to share my love elsewhere. And I also need a lot of love. Give me more love. So I've always been polyamorous. I've always been... I've never really had serious relationships. So I can't really say I've been in open relationships. I just... You know, it's just like, oh, you're dating casually, whatever. Oh, we just haven't been exclusive yet. So that doesn't count. Ah. But I just feel like I've been polyamorous in the sense that I'm just open. I'm open to any kind of relationship. I like to have multiple people in my life, always definitely can't just be the one person I was even telling Emma, like we talked about like being stuck in a desert island together, this was like a couple years in the relationship or three years. I was like, Oh God, no, ah! <laughs> we need other people. And she was like, so hurt by it. I was like, you, you know that we couldn't just be the two of us on an Island. Like I know a lot of people in love say that, but like we, right. we, we wouldn't like, like each other after a, a, you, eventually you would, there enough like, like, things to talk about. It'd be boring. There wouldn't you be would enough love a, to go you around. You would
1: have fights. Yeah, we
0: probably in a situation where yeah, you fight. maybe. And because we're just not getting what we need and I need something different from her. So, she is a very monogamous person. She does want to have that with one person. That's right. fine. As a polyamorous person, I can be in a monogamous relationship. I can date one person. Um but now that it is over, I'm actually really learning and really actually digging in besides just from experience uh-huh. of what polyamory is, what you know, people classify it as an and what it can be and dating different types of people and making it clear to them, you know, I, I am married, I, I'm yeah. not with my wife anymore. Right. But I'm out dating again. I'm not looking to get in a monogamous relationship. Anything's possible. I'm not looking to get married again. Anything's possible. But what I would like to do is to be able to date multiple people Around. and date people who are dating multiple people and right. have proper partners and build relationships um yeah and this is why i think there
1: needs to be an app where it's kind of like tinder Mm -hmm. but you are forced to say to have boxes that you check Mm. with who you're willing to match with so if you are poly you should make that known and you should only match with people who are poly yeah like i feel like that's what dating apps are missing because like you don't say polyamorous in the bio You'd probably say that on a first date or something, right? right? correct. Or you'd say that in person. But there's a lot of girls that would be like, oh, well, fuck, why'd I go on this date? If, if I knew he was poly, I wouldn't have gone on the fucking date with him. Yeah. Not all girls would be like that, but some will. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, I feel like that's a feature that is lacking in online dating where it's like people should... We're all fucking busy. Mm. Like we're all wasting a lot of time on these apps. Maybe not wasting. Wrong word choice. That was a negative yep. word choice but we're spending a lot of times on these apps and it would just be interesting to me to like be forced to say what are you looking for and you could check multiple boxes so you don't have to pick one yeah but you could check monogamous poly like mm-hmm but then you could only match with people who match you.
0: I like that. I think OkCupid has that. You can answer like a thousand questions. And have oh, those kinds of yes. OkCupid okay, okay. is good. It's been a while since I've been on that. And Hinge has a lot of boxes and Bumble, I think there's like heightened stuff, but they don't make it required. And you know what? I think it's because like Tinder is just like linked to Facebook, instantly it's up, here we go. So it's just like low barrier to entry. Everyone's doing it. And I think Bubble and Hinge where they want people to have more of that kind of stuff. They don't want to ha- chase anyone away. So they're right. just like, let you choose. But yeah, and that's where okay, Cupid, you have to fill out a bunch of stuff. You have to answer a bunch of questions. Right. And then it is definitely a different type of people on there yeah. um who are looking for something different. Um yeah, so for me, I really like that there are girls who say I'm ethically non-monogamous or I'm yes. in a I have a, a a partner but I am we're non-monogamous. Yes. So girls say that um I don't because like I said I'm open to anything And I can date a monogamous person And if someone has this hard rule Of I can't date someone polyamorous And some people say Their profile Like dislikes polyamory Right Um Because I think people see that As like Oh this guy just likes the fuck That's um,
1: the That's the That's what's The image that's attached to Totally
0: polyamory. Well and like all these shows Like Sister Eyes and stuff We're all about polygamy And people like Associate yeah. that And that's That's just that like That's not really what this is Right Um this is something that really works for a lot of people, um, and I think a lot of monogamous relationships struggle from the fact that there are these restrictions that you're. Everyone has crushes. Everyone wants to kiss someone else. You know. How, yes. You know, is attracted to other people, but you know, you're not supposed to look at somebody. You're not supposed to have these feelings, and uh-huh. like, so you have like these hard rules of how to behave, and like, which is so weird. Um, like I never. One good thing is I never had rules with that much. She's like, yeah, if you want to go fuck somebody else, go fuck somebody else. But ah, break up with me first. Right. Because uh, that would break my heart.
1: Well, I, I think you raised but a good point. You can't stop
0: someone from doing that. You can't stop someone from <laughs> wanting to do it. So for me, it's like, yeah, I, of course, people want to do these things. Everyone does at some point. But I can't because of the restrictions of the relationship. That's fine. This is what I want. But eventually, you can get to a point where things are kind of still there. Um. Yeah. You have these restrictions of like trying to keep these feelings away
1: and that's what what leads to cheating. That's what leads to
0: cheating. Oh, yeah, which sucks it, it, and then it's yeah. just like then you're just hurting somebody. You're hurting and... you're hurting
1: someone, potentially hurting two people. Yeah. Cuz if you cheat and then the person you're cheating on with likes you um then you're fucking it up with two people. So if, if you were poly or ethically non-monogamous, which is something that I prefer, like I personally am more in the realm of if I was not looking for a monogamous, serious relationship, I would just call myself single. Mm-hmm. I'm single. I'm fucking around, dating around. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say poly because I don't think I can emotionally be involved with multiple people. Mm-hmm. That would be the only reason that I would say that. Yeah. Like, I think there's ethical non-monogamy, which is, I'm not going to be your girlfriend. I'm not going to be your boyfriend. I'm just dating around and sleeping around. And that's okay.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But Polly would be, like you said, having meaningful relationships with multiple people.
0: Yeah, there's so many like different meanings to both. They're kind of interchangeable. But someone right. could be married and ethically non-monogamous. They're just not monogamous right. with this this spouse. Um, but the ethical part is everybody who's involved, everyone who they're having relationships with is knowledgeable about what's happening and yes. enthusiastic about the relationship yes so it could just be a fuck buddy it could be a friend that you sleep with it could be something you have a romantic relationship who you never have sex with Right. it could be any different combination yeah. and yeah. that's fine um yeah so i feel like people always have these ideas of what this is um and i'm definitely exploring and it, it for me it's just the time where i am as a person at that time and the, the people that i have in my life and who they are at that time like that's it's just so fluid it's gonna change based on like who i'm meeting and and where i'm at um so so, yeah it's nice that girls have some girls have that in their profile i don't because then it's like an immediate deterrent and i've gone on yeah actually all of my dates have gone well enough a couple that i'm not really interested in um i haven't gone on too, too many yet but gone on dates with monogamous people like one that actually reminded me similarly of my first day with uh, Emma who was like I you know, was in a long term relationship I am a monogamous person I picture this this romance of having this one person and you build something with and you love them so much how could you want to be with other people Um, that's what the idea they had Um, but I was as transparent with them as I am with you and I explained everything um,
1: and were they like I'm out
0: no. Yeah. We ended so up making a Let's... we ended up kissing at the end of the date and they went on a second date and um it because I think yeah, if, she's into if it.
1: you like the person and you do feel like a true connection, you'd maybe be more open to like if I was a monogamous person and I met someone who I had a real connection with, I would be more open to pursuing, oh well maybe I'll try this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um but the jealousy factor that's what I want to yeah. bring up. Is have you had bad experiences with jealousy?
0: Uh, no, yeah, like I'm newish to this. Um, I experience less jealousy than most people, but. I'd say everyone experiences jealousy. People who are doing this kind of non-monogamy their whole life experience jealousy. It's normal to be jealous, to have yeah. FOMO, to worry about losing your partner, to want to be with them when they're with someone else, to want to be the one that they love the most when they love someone else more. That's all just right. very normal stuff. It it's is just when you let that dictate your actions and take control. That's when it's bad. When you when you start enforcing rules or saying you know or acting crazy and certain just like doing things that are out of your normal personality type that you wouldn't normally be doing in the relationship or trying to sabotage another side relationship or something that's when the jealousy doesn't work um but yeah i've definitely seen it it's a real thing um but it's normal it's healthy you just have to like accept that it's a thing that's gonna happen yeah um
1: and not get and not get or i guess try not to get resentful but it can happen and you can't always stop it yeah. Unfortunately,
0: Yeah, for me, it's like, okay, I like this girl a lot. She has this primary partner who she loves. That's her partner. She dates other people. That's great. I don't want to be that. I want to see her um, when I want to see her. Like, But now, okay, she's like unavailable for these days. She's with him. And I don't have anyone to see on this day. I don't have any friends free. I'm like right. alone. So then there's that jealousy there for sure or FOMO or whatever it is. Like, yeah, yeah I'd like to be doing that. But also, no, that's fine. They're happy now. I, it like, you, I don't think this would be good if it worked out perfectly well, Where it's like every single day that I needed somebody, I had the exact right person and it just kind of flowed through, um, that kind of like, oh, this is perfect. I think it would just like get bored and get sick of them all. Right. Like there has to be some kind of flow of me having my independence and not always getting what I want. Yeah.
2: And oh, actually. Yeah, because I do
0: need a lot it. of different people. I also need to have times with friends. Yeah, and, you need to
1: have things, and you're very. You have a lot of moving parts in your life because you, yeah, multiple businesses and the podcast, and it's a lot it's managed. You must have a full Google calendar. Your Google calendar must be yeah. intense.
0: I, today was like the biggest. I had like ten things on today. There's just like <laughs> uh, it was a bunch of whatever stuff, but
1: no, it's just like
0: I, I'm trying to just go with the flow a lot and like yeah. see where everything goes. And I do need a lot of change, so it's like things yeah. keep changing. But um yeah, so I found like if I wasn't going this route of doing this intentionally, you know, the first person I want to date with, I could see myself getting infatuated with her. Um, but then she was really busy. It was like, no, I'm trying to date multiple people. And then it's it just like immediately the day that I was supposed to see her and I didn't, I just ran into somebody. She was there and like built this connection with somebody that I had known from before when I was married. And Oh, um, okay. Yeah. And so then when another date and was went successfully. So just now like, I feel like you can get sick of people pretty quickly. Um, I just lucked out with my wife. Right place, right time. Right person, right time. Um, But now it's like, yeah, I can kind of see somebody, see a friend, see somebody else, see somebody for three days, see somebody for a week, and then see somebody else and just like always have this transition of these totally different personality types and different people yeah. and not get sick of anyone. And
2: huh.
0: we're really being trying to be respectful of their feelings and, you know, what is important is just got to be two sided communication. So I'm going to be yes. so transparent and open, which I always have been. I am okay with being vulnerable, like as a, as much as I am on this show. I, right. you know, you'll be able to Google my name and find this episode, so anyone I'm dating can hear all of this stuff. But it's I, true. I like to be that transparent in person. Um, but I feel like if it's not reciprocated, there's there's not too much I can do about that. I can try and like intuit when they're not being open, but. If someone needs something more, if they need something sexual, right. if they want me to be spending more time with them, if they don't like what I'm doing with other people, they need to express it so we can talk about that, see if there's something we can do to improve right. it, or if I can say, well, that's not something I can change, or, yeah, I would like to make you feel better. You know, right. Don't know so you until adult, someone tells adult you. adult
1: conversations about it. Yeah. Like, I think for so long, people avoid talking about, like, the elephants in the room, and really, it's just a matter of being like, we're both adults here. What's going on? Yeah. Like, just tell me what the heck. It, like, this sucks. And I know we will hate doing this conversation. But like, what's going on on your end? Yeah. Because something's up. Mm-hmm. And it's a matter of having those conversations. That's probably how you could keep them. Totally. So mature.
0: And it's fun to have. Like, we talked about that buildup. So with yeah. that, there's like that mystery of like, not knowing something where it's, it's like, okay, tonight... You're gonna come home with me. We're gonna have sex for the first time. It's like, oh, okay. It's kind of better when you like don't know for sure. Oh yeah, no, yeah, so you th- should never certain, say it. Like, and it doesn't just apply to sex. But there's certain things where it's like, it is kind of nice to have a bit of that mystery. Like when yeah. you're so, so, so comfortable with somebody that you know them so well, everything about them inside and out. And you're getting married, and okay, but now it's wait, now it's like nice. There's no mystery left.
1: Um, well, I mean, you, I mean, and you said it, you, people get sick of people. Yeah. And this is, this is just a, unfortunately a fact of relationships and life. And I often think about it like when, with my last boyfriend, which was seven years ago, like he emotionally cheated on me with his nail wife. But in order for me to get over that, I had to recognize it was fading out.
2: Mm. It, it,
1: it It faded out. And it's not me personally, yeah. But it's the dynamic. The dynamic gets stale,
2: uh-huh.
1: and it died. And that's just what happened. And it can be hard for people to understand that sometimes. Yeah. And that's why, like, when whenever I talk about cheating, it's touchy territory. But like, I often I'm just like, you do kind of as the person who got cheated on need to to realize that. Happy people don't cheat. If you were fully happy, you wouldn't cheat.
0: Yeah, I... And that's
1: that's tough, but it's fucking true. Yeah,
0: I think that's fair that, yes, if you're totally in love and getting everything you need from this one partner...
2: You wouldn't...
0: Then you won't. That's true. But, yeah, if you're not personally happy or somebody I'm dating has cheated in every single relationship and... She's just this brilliant energy that just, like, gets joy and wonder from everywhere and loves people so much. And people fall in love with her right away. Um, this great big energy... It's so great that kind of polyamory is more open now. It's like, yes, you should never, ever be in a monogamous relationship again. Yeah. Of course, you've cheated on everybody. You've had these horrible restrictions. You are a rebel. You, you have all this love. And you're, you know, you're never going to be 100% happy all the time. So right. it's just, yeah, that didn't work. And if you just were polyamorous and you know your partners were open to it and you had this different type of relationship structure, it could have worked exactly differently. Um, and with polyamory, you could potentially have someone in your life forever ever which you can anyway for, for anyone who's getting married now and is going to be together for 60 years like good for you usually people only did that because they were forced to because of like <laughs> um, jesus and whatever yes <laughs> very true <laughs> but um some people are gonna do it and be happy forever and not And cheat. that's, and that's some a thing. thing
1: some people it's are just... very monogamous some people are monogamous ones mm. what's that there's a quote from a movie that's like um have you ever seen up in the air no oh you should watch up in the
0: air I've seen up
1: up in the air with George Clooney there's a quote and I'm not and I, I'm not gonna say it exactly but it's like something like some people are meant to be monogamous swans and they're supposed to be one person they're happy with one person and they do the same things but humans are more like sharks mm. and we move around yeah <laughs> and like it's just like and I, I really identify with that quote even though I do think that I'm, I am a monogamous person yeah. Deep down I think I am. But I do identify with that in a in a weird way.
0: Interesting. So you feel you have both feelings. So kind of. We yeah. have been having this conversation lately that I'm wondering if a lot of us I'm wondering if I have just conditioned myself my whole life to have certain feelings. Like yeah. just I you know, I've recently my whole life just talked to so many people who are so obviously bisexual in some way. They're on some spectrum. Yeah. Um. I think most people I've met are on, are, are somewhere on the sex spectrum. Of, uh, yes. But, oh, but I can never actually date my same sex. I just, I've always pictured myself with whatever partner. And so for me, I'm like, just really have been analyzing that. Like, yeah, I've grown yeah. up my whole life. Like, jerking off to Christina Aguilera dirty video <laughs> like when I was a kid and like always fantasizing about women because that's what was normal and not being attracted to men. But like, what if like you really just you know for for someone who is bisexual like you've conditioned yourself that yeah sure i do find my same sex attracted or i could f- fuck my yeah. same sex but i could never imagine dating them because that's just just it's like not that i wouldn't i just can't imagine because yeah you've like really built it up in your head that this is what's right and that i think goes with monogamy as well it's like you're going to have this type of relationship yeah. and I've talked to people and they're like, well, how can you have multiple people? How can you commit to more than one person? How can you be yeah. dedicated and have full faith and love if you also love someone else? What? How can you love your mom and love your dad? How can you have a best friend and have another best friend and another best friend and another or best friend? Or multiple crushes. I have multiple crushes. Yeah, uh, like, It's easy. Everyone does. If I could
1: date all my crushes, I would. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I don't think the time. Yeah. I that's
0: the thing. And people are also... I couldn't keep up with it. How can you date multiple people? Or even someone I started dating was like, so like how many people is like the right amount to date? It's, I don't know. There really isn't an answer. It's just like whatever is working. Just yeah. like you, your friends coming out of your life. Yeah. Um This is a lot more work for sure because there's more open communication it's not just like yeah we're hooking up we're seeing where it's going oh we're gonna you know see each other a couple times a week for three years and slowly be in a relationship forever yeah eventually we move in it's like no this is very intentional we have gone on a date i tell someone after like a second date or whatever we just started hanging out we have a connection yeah Do do you and that lets the other person be open do you feel this connection like i feel like you can tell a, a new friend that you've you've met that you love them. Like you can right. have love for someone right away. You're just not supposed to say it for a while, but yeah. like you can feel that love. That's true. And so to talk about that and what this is and what you enjoy from the other person. For me, like I've always been open and transparent, but now I'm being so intentional about it. And right. Holy shit! The people that I'm with, like, just it's really worked. Like they you're, you're just drawing them love in. Love it. Yeah. Absolutely. You're, like you're
1: so open about it, and you're so like.
0: Yeah. But I've always connected. I think really well from a young age and my whole life with women because I can be open about my feelings and emotions. It wasn't until like later in adult like life you. that I've had more guy friends because I've found other guy friends who can be open with guys. It's hard for guys to be open with guys, but
1: that's 100% uh, true. So that's why I'm, I've always been yeah. I'm pretty, that's why I probably have a lot of heart-to-hearts with your female friends. Totally. Which are there's? I find I honestly find sometimes having a heart-to-heart with a male friend more interesting Mm -hmm. and intense than with a girlfriend
2: Mm.
1: i don't know i think it's because we i I do think men and women do think differently yeah I, i i do feel that way um so i think it's interesting when i get perspectives on things yeah and going back to what you said about like you know like having multiple partners and stuff i think it's it's weird that there's these two kind of archetypes there's the oh what a great love story they met when they were in junior high and They've been together ever since, and you know, it gets reshared, and it's mm. very sweet. But, like, I th- also think it's kind of fucking cool to have multiple lovers and multiple stories, mm. like, multiple love stories. Totally. Even though they might end, and hopefully they end good mm-hmm. or not toxically.
2: Yeah, totally. But,
1: like, multiple stories, and I don't think I met. Uh, obviously, I'm 32 and haven't had that monogamous love story yet, but. I think I'm meant to have multiple experiences. Yeah, I'm a jumper. Not not so much a jumper. I'm just waiting. (laughs) Mm. I'm open to it. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, for anyone who's like can do the online Myers Briggs personality test. What are you? So great. I'm a EN uh, ENPF.
1: Are you EN ENFP?
0: Yeah. That's
1: me too!
0: Hey, same Yeah,
1: and I think that that is so accurate. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I I, mean, say what you will about personality quizzes, but I do truly think that that's an accurate one. Yeah. And I've redone it at multiple stages of my life, and I've always gotten ENFP.
0: Yeah, and I think one of my, like, my best friend is also, um, and for the first time we've spent so much time together we've been traveling together we've been living together and working together and then, like i'm exhausted i can't be around here sometimes now it's just like too much i realized okay like my wife is like this opposite personality type that just works so well together um yeah yeah i just don't even know if i'll ever end up <laughs> dating someone of my personality type like people like this is what all my friends have always pictured me like being with someone kind of like me and then i, right. I realized no i you need someone, I just need someone like totally different to ground me, to teach me. Yes. Um, like I have enough energy. Like the two of us in a conversation together <laughs> and then you bring in one more personality type like us or like I'm talking to somebody and then you join. It's like. Yeah. If okay, we had
1: an, another ENFP in here. Okay, yeah. Chaos. We're not
0: like no one's winning. <laughs> when there's two of us like, okay, we're just taking turns. We're actually having a great conversation, but you add more into it. Yeah. Like someone's going to feel like they're just losing in the conversation. Like, okay, just you take over that. That's
1: true. Like I have my best friend is. She has the same, this is weird, almost identical birth charts and personality types, but she's the introverted version of me. Yeah. So she just does things a little more introvertedly and it oddly makes a perfect match of friendship because we get along enough, but she does actually tone me down and calm me down when I need it. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is so like, that's a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm, open to, I'm also open to it all. Like, I've been with people who are just like me, and it's been intense and amazing. And I do also appreciate the, the maybe not the total opposite, but, again, like a more introverted version
2: mm-hmm.
1: of the ENFP, which would I guess would be an INFP.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, currently the people that I've continued to see and I'm talking to... Um, there's three one of them is much closer to my personality type and a bit creative and yeah i just don't i don't even know how to classify anyone's personality that's not mine but the other two are just yeah totally different as well and so it's just like such nice contrast to just have these different personalities and different energies and just learn so much from everyone and get so much from everyone's different perspectives yeah um and have totally different conversations and have new ideas with everybody so cool. And forget what I told somebody. I was like, yeah, remember we were talking about this? It's like, no, it wasn't me. <laughs> Which is fine because everyone does that. <laughs> oh,
1: man. Yeah, it's a wild ride.
0: It's cool.
2: So, yeah. Do, the- do
1: you tend to go for other entrepreneurs?
2: Uh, or do you,
1: like, do you find that that's, like, the lifestyle thing? Because uh, the lifestyle of an entrepreneur is pretty all over the place. Uh, um. And so it's interesting to me when I see couples where there's an entrepreneur and then there's like someone who has like a very standard nine to five stable job. Like, mm-hmm. it's interesting. That's just interesting to me.
0: Yeah. When I was um, kind of ended with Emma, she's like, this is great. You should be dating like someone doing something very similar. She is a... A, a zoological veterinarian, and she's like getting her PhD. And Jared is a doctor, and she's like doing something very scientific um, and cerebral. And it's like really great, but it's so different from what I'm doing, which is uh, much more independent and creative. And it's around real estate and design and all kinds of different stuff. Um, and she's like, Yeah, you should be like dating someone in your field who can like talk to you about your business and help with that. And I'm, I'm like, Oh, I, I do not want to be dating someone that I'm. T- like talking about business with that we're like (laughs) also like have the same work and that works for a lot of people to like have that to relate to but i just want there to be other stuff i want something totally different so um i definitely like dating entrepreneurs um but you know an entrepreneurial musician someone creative someone
1: um,
0: who's yeah doing something just totally different um
1: creative i think would be important I, I would assume for you, someone who has, a, or at least an appreciation for creativity. Yeah. They would have to have that aspect. Yeah. It's interesting. My birth chart, my Venus planet, and I don't know if you believe in astrology at all, but is my Venus, which is the love, uh, is in the, the, I don't remember which number it is, but the host that it's in is the career and work house. Mm. Meaning I do, I am more romantically drawn to people who are doing similar things. Mm. Which I, I would agree.
0: Cool. You dating <laughs> any other podcast hosts?
1: I mean, you know, no. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think that that would be really fun. Like, my ideal relationship is the idea of having a space, like a big creative space in an apartment where we work on our own shit,
2: mm. but
1: work on it together. Yeah. But work on our own shit. So, yeah. not work together.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: But kind of together, but apart.
0: I think what I ended up working out was I was a shift worker. I was a firefighter. Um, and then so I'd be home and she'd go to work and like we'd be at work at different times. And we'd like a lot of time be home to, at night together, but also I'd sleep at the firehouse sometimes. And so our whole relationship and then our travel and she would travel. Our whole relationship, like we we're never just consistently together. It's like we go to work Monday to Friday. We're home every night together or like we're home working together every day. I think we just had a lot of, forced space and right. so always wanted to see each other, always wanted to be together Yeah, but then just had space and then like when we were working on our own things at home it was different right. so that I think worked out really well for me and I don't know for her, I think you know her next partner her new partner is much more related field and you know if they're working the same hours and always home together I think that will work for her and that probably could work for me but that's just really what worked for us Yeah, and yeah, I realized from, like, working with a close friend and living with her, too, that it can get to be a lot.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. Just... Actually,
1: that's actually a really good point as well, is the idea of separation. Because I think that that's so important. Yeah. And that's why it's important to have space outside of your home, like a studio,
2: mm. um, yeah. to
1: do creative things. Um, Like, my studio's in my living room right now. And that's... Interesting. Yeah. Um, like if I were to take a guy home, I'd be like, this is what you're getting if you come <laughs> hang out here. It's podcast world all the time because yeah. you know sometimes I'm recording, you know, twice a week. I don't want to tear all this down and put it back up. Like I, I just kind of leave it up. Yeah. But it is interesting dating because how old are you?
2: 31.
1: Right. So I'm 32. So it's interesting dating at this age where you kind of have a little bit of a life. Like you have like this is what it is. You can roll with it or not. Whereas oh. in your 20s, you're kind of evolving. I'll change for you. I'll I'm change. am changing anyway. I'll leave. I'll be a chameleon. What should
0: I be? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll <be>. a <laughs>
1: connection chameleon.
0: <laughs> you're doing podcasts. <laughs> I want to do podcasts. Let's move in together. I'll be your co-host.
1: Yeah. Yeah, totally. It w- I think it would be awkward to date it, to like be co-host but be dating. That might be weird.
0: Yeah. What's the thing? I mean- yeah. Turn me on podcast. Just, oh, that's Mary. true.
1: That's true. And he's also poly. You oh. should go and turn me on. You'd be perfect for it.
0: Reach out. Actually, uh, girl, I went on a date with who's monogamous. Um, yeah, and I mean, like, kind of told her what I was up to. She's been like commuting and binging turn me on podcasts. So, mm. uh, yeah, I think she's just become so much more open. To the concept where she's like, yeah, that's never something I have ever considered or think I'd want in my relationship. But she's just very open minded and
1: it's incredibly fascinating it's
0: cool I'm fascinated like
1: it's not I know that it's not for me but I'm fascinated by it and I respect it as long as it's done like we talked about with open communication and honesty and no one's being let on that's the number one thing no one should be let on that's just how I feel
0: yeah general rule no one's given any rules which is great I I feel like every relationship different Mm. From the way I communicate with people, I just don't think rules make sense because there's a huge population that likes to break rules. And no one likes to be told what to do. It's really great when you don't tell somebody what to do or don't try to change somebody. You appreciate and love them for who they are, but you let them know... What you like, what you love, what you want, what hurts you, what you don't like. This is just me. I have no idea what anyone else is thinking you never can. But I like it when my partner spends Wednesdays with me. I like it when my partner doesn't talk about any of their other partners. I like it when they always use a condom and are safe. I like it when they tell me um, that they love me or when they come see me when they haven't in a week. And you can can communicate these kinds of things versus... Like, I don't want you spending so much time with this person. I don't like it that you're doing this. I don't... There's like, negativity. Don't, don't yeah. do this. Like, you can't... I feel like, realistically, you can't control someone. You, you can with fear and threats and whatever else. But, realistically, you can't. Everyone's, like, their own free person. So, if you communicate what you want and they want to make you happy and respect you, then
1: usually that'll work. Ooh, question for you, though. Yeah. Do you know about love languages?
0: um not too much really no.
1: okay so do you know anything about have you ever heard of love languages
2: heard
1: it's, thing. it's uh i'll just tell the audience what it is so it's how you express love and how you want to receive love i believe the five love languages are words of affirmation
2: mm-hmm.
1: gifts like yeah. physical gifts acts of service quality time um, physical touch. Oh, physical touch is the last one. So those are the five. Um, and I've realized that I'm like, I feel like I'm a mixed bag of all of them, <laughs> except for gifts. I don't know about gifts. Like, I don't really care that much about gifts because mm-hmm. to me, I'm like, well, you could say something nice to me and that would be my gift. <laughs> do you like in me reading those? Do you happen to know which one you would be?
0: Uh, okay. same one more time. So words you're, of you're affirmation. Now, sure.
1: Words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, quality time, and physical touch.
0: Quality time? Yeah, I think that's a touch. big one, big like one for me, too. Physical touch is a big one for me, too. Physical
1: touch is a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Skin hunger, man. That's a fucking thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't I know it? Like, I have that with my friends. I'm, I'm, like, definitely affectionate with my friends. Yeah. I think it's important. Are you, hu- like, a huggy? Yeah. Yeah. You don't hug- like to hug, right?
1: I No, I don't mind hugs. You're afraid of hugs. I don't instantly go to them. Yeah. But, like, I will... Take them if they are given to me.
0: Your receiver. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah you won't cringe. Eyes. I I won't go there immediately unless I'm drunk.
2: Yeah. <laughs> drunk, hunger. Gotcha.
1: If I'm drunk, I'll be like, Sage, come here! So once a
0: week when you record.
1: <laughs> it happens. Yeah. We're at an hour forty though, so we will wrap. But I would like you to let the listeners know where they can find you and what they should keep an eye on. In yeah. terms of on the social media with yes. Sid,
0: I'm, I mean, you're gonna find me pretty quick on Tinder if you swipe through for a while. Um, yeah, swipe right. I guess if we don't match, that sucks. If you wanna be pushy, you can find but me.
1: They listened this whole episode, so now they have a wh- whole understanding.
0: Oh my gosh. What are we gonna having- talk about on our first date? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a good. I mean, that's actually. <laughs> A question, a random question I have for you is, is is it weird? Because you are now a podcast host. Mm -hmm. Do you ever go on dates and have they listened and been like, I know a lot
0: about you already. (laughs) Yeah, I've definitely met people through business and dates and stuff. You've listened to podcasts. You don't usually tell me right away. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think it's a good thing. It's a good thing. As far as like hosting goes, brand new view that I'm hosting. You're not going to really get too much about me, but like, there's a whole bunch That's of true. podcasts I've been a guest on.
1: Yes, so you've been you've been hopping to. around, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's fun.
1: Yeah, it's a good time. Hop around to those pods.
0: Um, yeah. So I'm actually starting to record uh, a new concept. Ooh. It's a limited series documentary podcast. <gasps> Doesn't have a name. Um, I'm just going to record for like a year. Um. You know, I started already recording with my wife and her family and her new partner and my first date and my other dates and my partner. So I'm kind of recording with everyone in my life who I am intimate with following this journey and not coming out as a place from someone who is you know, very experienced. I could teach people, but someone who really wants to know about relationships, want to learn about polyamory, wants oh, to learn about monogamy, wants to learn about love. And I'm asking people all these questions I want to know the answer to. Um, I'm not doing it like a weekly podcast, but um compiling, yeah, a year worth of my life and creating it into a story.
1: That is so interesting. Um, and
0: I'm, you know, I'm really into, I've always just had friends who are musicians and, you know, I'm starting to, on dates with musicians, so it'll be very musical, which is great. There'll be music all throughout, and and you're of,
1: getting sound bites from your different partners. Yeah, that's so cool. Definitely.
0: And so instead of it being, so they'll be, potentially be two hour interviews, but we'll only use kind of clips and create a story. Um,
1: and you can backlog that up and kind of pick away at it and work, and then just release them. Out into the world. Yeah,
0: I think it might just be like one season, released all at once, binge yeah, it. Yeah, binge It'll it. will be a story you have to listen to the whole season.
1: Sid, that's so cool.
0: Yeah, this is like my first, I feel, real unique creative project that I needed. I wanted to be a podcast host for a while. I'm really excited. co hosting Brand View with Mark. We're yes. great entrepreneurs, blah, blah, blah. But we both know like, it's a concept that's been done thousands of times. Um, Absolutely.
1: Yeah, it's, it's tough to be original with podcasts, but... That's also okay. It's kind of like with business. Like it's okay that you have competition. Like it's okay that it's kind of a good thing that there's competition because you know that yeah it worked. It worked with one of them or a couple oh. of them, so maybe it will work with yours. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: So that's so fascinating. So you guys need to also listen to brand new view because it's yeah, absolutely fantastic. Check it out. Go you know, subscribe.
0: Yeah, listen. There's some good apps. We have some cool people on. Um, eventually, you'll listen to. relationship podcast so that's something that i do talk to my dates eventually you know i you know i'm doing podcasts and i'm starting to document my life but i don't invite my dates onto it because i don't want it to affect the relationship i feel like everyone i've talked to does want to be on it whether i'm doing them or not like people really want to be on that and i don't want to build a form of connection around them wanting to be a part of that
1: ah that's that's and interesting. I also
0: don't want to pursue a relationship just to have someone on because I they know they'd be good for the show. So try to navigate this um, and have it be something that's exciting and fun, which it fucking is. Because you can have <laughs> someone in the studio and ask them questions like, was I really desperate or needy when I did this? Um, <gasps> did I give you that orgasm or was that fake? Like you'd ask uh, people questions that you'd be like too embarrassed love- to say in real life.
1: So you should... I have a podcast recommendation for you. Now, I know podcast hosts probably are overwhelmed with podcasts, <laughs> yeah. but I have, I for you specifically, um, you should check out the Man Horror Podcast. It's, okay. It's an edgy name, I know, but Billy Prusita, he's a comedian in New York. Um, he is Polly. He has women on that he is hooked up with. Nice. So he started doing this, primarily it was with past partners, past girlfriends, and they do just that. They talk about what went wrong, what went right, mm. what did I do, how did I fuck up. But then he also has like a lot of like interesting guests on,
2: cool. like
1: related to sex. You would love it. Very he cool. did oral sex auditions once, where he, yeah. Wow. So he, uh yeah. he had a, what was it, him or did he find someone? Did, he found some, he found a female friend that was like guys just weren't going down on her. So he's like, okay. With your permission, and it was with her permission, uh, I'm going to arrange five guys to come in and go down on you, and mm-hmm. then we'll talk about it after. And that was the episode.
2: Wow. So he
1: would do a, an interview with them before they went in the room, being yeah. like, so how do you think your oral game is? How, What do you think? And like, a lot of guys were like, oh, yeah, I'm so good at it. And then it would turn out that they were not. It was, but it was all like, that's they all cool. wanted to do it, but he does things yeah. like, he's very edgy sounds with what like he fun. does, Yeah, but he's been doing it for like four years now. Yeah. yeah, I would highly recommend you check that out just to see how he does I've it. I've been
0: searching for someone that's doing something similar. So it sounds like he already has my concept. I'm not even going to do mine anymore.
1: No, no. it's. It, I wouldn't say that it's documentary stuff. It's more like this.
0: That was the original concept was, yeah. Um. I went on dates with a couple of entrepreneurs. I was like, oh, I should bring them on brand new view. And my producer was like, no, that's its own podcast. Like if you're going to be bringing your dates on anyway, like create a show about them. I'm like, exactly. Oh shit. Cause I'm very transparent. I can like be open about that. So I, I thought I'd start bringing them on and like doing that kind of thing. And as soon as I started bringing people in the studio, I was like, Oh no, this is something more.
1: Yeah. And it's, and it's cool that you, that's a good thing about podcasts. You can find little pockets. Like I'm doing a dating podcast. Soonish.
2: Yeah. Uh where gonna kiss some dudes.
1: Gonna kiss some dudes. And that's also kinda interesting that you mentioned about like the the dating and not dating for the content, which is kind of exactly what I'm gonna be doing <laughs> with this podcast. <laughs> I'm gamifying my dating life. Uh but you'll hear all about that in the intro to this episode. I'll break it down what that podcast is yeah. and why we have a goal of kissing five dudes.
0: Five or not fifty.
1: Um, fives were realistic for me, um, because the idea is, is that we want to meet new people and get out of our old habits with our comfort zones. Right. So I'm very Like I have a fuck buddy who I'm very happy with. He's a great kisser. He's great at many things, Mm -hmm. but I'm looking to get out there. Okay. And this is going to motivate me, motivate me to do it. So each week we talk about, did we go on dates? Did we meet anyone? Are we talking to anyone? Cool. Did we get kissed?
0: It must be the two of
1: you. Me and Shannon. My yeah. friend Shannon.
0: I can go kiss five dudes tonight.
1: Well, that's the thing. So, and that's interesting. Like, I'm not gonna just like go up to someone and be like, "Can you kiss me?" Because I need to kiss five. Like, we right. want foot popping, real, oh yeah, organic and yeah. natural kisses.
0: Juices flowing.
1: Yes. Yeah. And so I will not be telling them about this dating podcast. Although mm. it's gonna be hard for me to keep it off my personal social media. But
0: do you think you'll bring them on the show?
1: We'll see. We're kind of just committing to one season for the summer. Yeah. And then we're gonna see if people enjoy it. Because if they enjoy it.
0: You're a monogamous person. What if that first or second kiss is someone you want to keep seeing? That's someone I've that's something I've Show over. Yeah. Or you just or you just don't pursue it. I don't know. So that you can kiss more people.
1: But it's also not limited to Tinder. So the whole point is is that I need to start cultivating connections. Kind of like what you're doing. Mm. Like if, if I feel like I have a connection with a friend or Someone I know in real life, like, I'll just tap into that and be like, do you want to go on a date? Yeah. Like, it's kind of about being ballsy and just being like, fuck it. Like, what's there to lose? Nothing. Nothing. And I know with me, like a gym membership, I'm more more motivated to do it if I know that there's like a challenge.
0: Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Like not wasting your money. (laughs)
1: Exactly. If I'm paying for a gym membership, I'm more likely to go to the gym. Totally. So we both got multiple pods on the go. yeah very exciting i have
0: more in the works
1: so maybe you'll be back on to promote the new yeah
0: in a year it's actually gonna be like thousands of hours of footage edited down to like 10 hours it's gonna be like a story if it's done right yeah with music throughout and everything like interlace and just like a flow and a story i don't know i've never written a script to like do something like this but pretty pumped hard part is like I started recording Then like Didn't see a couple people I like took two weeks Off already I'm like I'm not journaling My own personal story Which I ah. think There has to be a narrative Yes Like it's not gonna be Like I don't think You'll hear me Interviewing the guests It'll be like Narrative People talking Narrative
1: Yeah you should be Recording like little Audio diaries mm-hmm. As well
0: oh, Fuck that's a lot Yeah Oh shout out to Mark Who's gonna <laughs> Potentially produce All of this <laughs> Or shout me Cause Mark. I feel like It's kind of my story I might need to be mere and tinder you're gonna want to sponsor us
1: oh tinder get on it yeah that'd be amazing has
0: to be tinder met my wife on tinder
1: hinge is a big podcast sponsor
0: yeah it just
1: you'll hear a lot of hinge ads i just
0: haven't gone on a date with anyone on hinge i've gone like a five million dates from tinder
1: make it happen if anyone can make it happen it's you
0: yeah i met my wife on hinge (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wouldn't lie though that's the thing like it really just makes so much sense for Tinder because it's all Tinder successors but I don't even know if they need to advertise on podcasts anymore
1: right probably not Um. but yeah we're gonna we're gonna wrap her up thanks so much for coming on oh my gosh thanks for having me Uh do you want to plug your other businesses as well for people check oh out?
0: yeah, yeah, yeah! You guys—we didn't
1: talk much business tonight. You guys into
0: real oh, estate, okay. real estate investing? You have a place. Um, I have an Airbnb management company. You just do it all. You give us your place, we put on Airbnb. We have like fifty on the go, amazing. Ho- it's like a hotel. We got hotels all over the city. Halifax. It's legit. Um, also manage online. Host often.
1: Host often. Uh, we,
0: I love to host. I do it often. Hostoften.com.
1: On Instagram as well.
0: At Hostoften. Also have a cleaning company in Halifax, Soapy Cleaning. Get soapy.ca or soapycleaning.ca. If you want to stay somewhere super funky in this city, I've been th- setting up themed units. Check out that. RetroBNB.com um i'm also doing a bunch of stuff with creative people where i'm offering spaces up for free um where you can do photo shoots and stuff within our units when they're empty um and also starting to actually coordinate with musicians to have shows happen in really funky spaces in the Damn. city so it's collab really doesn't matter how you find me to send an email
1: Sits won't go directly place. to me
0: but i'm not giving out my personal email i used to do that but oh my gosh you just get a lot. It's just it gets overwhelming. Just, uh, you mean, have a bit of a personal life. I don't
1: know how you do it. You're really, truly, you're doing so much, but you're you're killing it. And I thank you so much for coming on and talking about some intimate shit Woo! here tonight. Yeah, a good poly episode. I don't think I've had a specific like one where it was like, let's focus on polyamory. We weren't
0: trying to. You asked me where I'm from. I'm like, I'm from polyamory. Going this <laughs> it doesn't matter where I'm from.
1: <laughs> Thanks so much, said. Yeah. It was a pleasure to have you on. Thanks for having me, sir. Follow Intoxicated, please, on social media, Facebook and Instagram, Intoxicated Podcast, and on Twitter at in underscore intoxicated because we don't have that other handle because someone else has it. It's very unfortunate. But make sure you subscribe to both of our podcasts.
0: Oh, yeah. Subscribe. Brand new view. Also,
1: find me right on Rate
0: Backyard Horse on yes! Instagram. Yes,
1: Backyard Horse. You can find that open profile. Find
0: me on Instagram.
1: I will link below to all of Sid's things. If you
0: want to go on a date, don't message me through Instagram. I'm definitely going to assume that's a, a sex worker. scam. If you want to ask me out, like do it roundabout. Pretend like you're an Airbnb right. client. No, I don't yeah. know.
1: Yeah, yeah. be a thing. little sneaky.
0: Yeah, I'm out of people on Tinder. I'm like meeting people naturally now. Oh, like that. Like a real thing. I'm single for the first that's time in five years. That's what I'm trying years. to do too. So I'm really meeting people. I'm making a lot of friends. If you, like, I love going on dates because I just want to make friends too and I feel like a lot of that will just end up being friends yeah. so if you just want to hang out and like grab a beer yeah reach out to just one of the things that one of the I'm many maybe. things use you know use your creativity figure out a way send him a reach cake reach out to me google my name
1: <laughs> yeah. oh man this is great though but thanks so much you get to end the episode very much well right dang Are you gonna dig it oh, right. yeah.